Hey folks, it's Dablin Dribblin time. Make sure you're following us on social media at Dablin Dribblin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. You should sign into our DMs because we love it when you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This cast was super fun. A uh, little bit longer than we usually do, but very great in content, especially our Dablin section. Enjoy. I would say it was lovely. Primo. Primo. Awesome. It was top shelf. It, we do, we dove into a lot of different things. Where do we start with? Because Game we, of Thrones. Okay, we talked about Game of Thrones before you were Game upset. Before Game of Thrones, we talked about mothers and Mother's Day. So mm-hmm. shout moms. out to all the moms and mother figures Major out there. Major props, big ups. Um, and then we started talking about the mother of all mothers, Mother of Dragons, uh, from Game of Thrones. I was pissed. You were inconsolable. I was pissed. You were really in your feelings about that, and I was here to comfort. To a point. Yeah, I mean, we talked... So much as I could understand. And you did a really good job, and I really appreciate Mm, that. Yeah, And then uh, we kind of dive into... um, We talked about love in some weird way. How did we get to that? Well, Aisha Curry. Right, because we were talking about insecurities and the Aisha Curry Red Table Talk, which... That's right. We had some thoughts on that, and we we kind of dove into love, what is love versus being liked, and just also being affirmed. It's all those things that, you know, super important to have. Are you, are you done? I just wanted to finish your thought. Okay. I just wanted to <laughs> you just round wanted, it out. You wanted to round it out. Kind of finish the refrain. Um, but I enjoyed that conversation about love because I thought there were a lot of dimensions to that that were wrapped up in those statements she made. Yes, it totally was. Because we agree and also disagree. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also agreed and disagreed with each other, which mm-hmm. was super fun. I see where everyone's coming from. It's just a matter of perspective. Yeah. And where you stand. Totally. And then we talked about basketball. Uh, started off with where we at with the playoffs. We're at the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. We made some predictions. You know, that's super interesting. Saucy. Um, and then some, like, thoughts that we had about uh, the Lakers. I'm sorry, the Lakers. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, where we think they're going. So we'll see where it all where it all goes down to. Yeah, it was a fun one. Fun one, guys. Make sure you listen. It's a good one. Let's get into it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 77. It is a super rainy day in New York City, like floody rain. Yeah. But it's still nice to hang out with you, bud. It's so wet outside. I saw fish walking down the street. What? I was on my way here. My word. I was like, well, I guess they can do that. It's suitable. I just want to say, I've been saying a lot of like Southern lady things like my word. Flabbergasted. (laughs) Wow. As I clutch my my pearls. Um, Bless your heart. Um, Well, I never. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm pretty good. I had one of those weekends when you don't have anything scheduled mm-hmm. and you realize you have two full days uninterrupted. I must have been nice. I don't know it what that feels like. It was incredible. My apartment went through a deep clean. Ooh. It feels like Do a hotel. Do you recondo everything? I got rid of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I can go even further because I... Further, right? Definition yeah. of degree. Mm-hmm. Not distance. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I listened to The Minimalist this morning. Mm-hmm. Audiobook. Cool. I already, I've already i seen the documentary and I yeah. know they have the actual book. I just listen. So I was listening to it and I got inspired to go deeper. Mm-hmm. So not Marie Kondo. I haven't watched her stuff, but same principles apply. It doesn't bring you joy. 
there's some, there's some stuff that needs i got these colored pencils that i've had for years because wow. they're prisma colors mm-hmm. and they're the best color pencils you can get mm-hmm. i'm like you don't need colored pencils anymore you don't you really don't need these buddy mm-hmm. sharpening for what who's gonna are ask you, you to you draw gonna, are you gonna give it to somebody if you know somebody who needs some colored pencils i'm sure i can find somebody <laughs> i could or i could put them on craigslist for 10 bucks wow Get the money out of it. Get forty bucks. We'll see. But that's how I'm doing. Creatively, clean and clear. Cool. How about you? I'm good. We're kind of chugging through. It's that season in our work that there's just a lot going on. So just trying to be on top of it. There's a lot going on right now. For I, me, I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. At least for me, I don't know about your life. <laughs> no, there is. I just mentally try to block everything out. Yeah. Oh, these are good. I do it. I just try to. Not think about it while I'm doing it. Yeah. Because then I get anxious. Yeah. I've noticed that I've been getting anxious lately. So I've been like really making strides to like meditate more, Mm -hmm. breathe. Do you use an app for meditation? I don't. Outside of like the breathing app on my watch. On your uh, Apple Watch? Apple Watch? Mm. You know, okay. So I thought about Apple Watch Mm -hmm. today because on that minimalist podcast it was talking about this guy who has a rolex ten thousand dollar rolex he's like who needs to know the time that often Mm -hmm. that you need to wear it on your wrist and i thought about that because i wear some watches not expensive twenty dollars on amazon yeah and then uh but i was recently thinking about getting some designer watches because i saw one that i like that someone wears that has four dials on it oh cool and then i thought about apple watches because it's more efficient but then they brought up another point of how we are controlled so much by our workflow mm-hmm. and what's being asked of us reactively. Oh, yeah. there's The emails will never end. Nope. So opening your inbox. Do you look <coughs> forward to opening your inbox? Nope. No. Maybe there's a little gem. To, I look forward to um, getting my inbox below a certain number every sure. day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goals. But when uh, the idea of like a watch that would give me access to the weather and the time and all this, I'm like... No, I, it's already on my phone. Yeah. That's perverse enough. Right. You I don't need li- beyond that. I'd love to have the kind of workflow where I could check my email once a day. And that'd yeah. be it. I mean, there's certain industries that that's the case. We just happen to be not True. in that industry. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of that. But yeah. e- either way, so your Apple Watch. Uh, that It helps me to like kind of get out of my rut mm-hmm. every hour just to be like stand up do a couple of squats, maybe mm-hmm. do some push-ups, breathe. That's good. Those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good otherwise. Nothing nothing too too insane to if, talk about. If we're using technology as a tool, not as... A clutch, yeah. You know how the, you've seen Fight a crutch, Club? A crutch. crutch. Not clutch. You've seen Fight Club. I sure have. That scene at the diner where he sits there and Tyler says to him, the things we own end up owning us, yeah. right? Yeah. So true. So with technology, you know how I... You were with me when I lost one of my best watches one time. Yep. You remember that. She's smiling very, very coyly because she remembers this. Yes. When I went to Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) You almost did. (laughs) Well, you did go to Fight Club. uh, Oh, what a night. (laughs) I lost this watch and I really like that watch. I got other watches and some of them have broken over time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's really an accessory. I can tell the time with it, which is helpful because sometimes I'll look down at my wrist and I'm looking for that. Mm -hmm. But the idea that I would look on a phone for something not helpful, Mm. if my Instagram is not curated 
to a fine point. Mm. If I have junk in my Instagram, it just yields more clutter in my I brain. I definitely unclutter my Instagram po- feeds often. Mm-hmm. Like I went in and archived a bunch of things I didn't want to be on my personal profile. So I right. just archived it. So it's yeah, not really, yeah, yeah. I just archived it. Then I went through my fault, like people who I follow and it was like, right. why do I follow why? this person? Why? Like, do they add to my life or do they cause more stress in my life? So like right. I, f- I followed a couple of like fitness people and like, are mm-hmm. they adding stress to my life mm-hmm. with what they're saying or mm-hmm. are they adding, and most of them are adding goodness to my life. So it's cool. But then mm-hmm. like there's these Instagram models that I follow because I just think they're beautiful. And I'm just like, Sometimes you add stress to my life because I'm feeling some kind of way about how I'm looking because I see how you're looking. Uh, Yeah. And then I'm also seeing other people that like your posts because, you know, of how like things are curated. Um, Because you can say like there's like I know when certain people in my life like like a post. Mm. If I'm going through my feed Mm -hmm. and we end up liking the same same thing. Yeah. It'll say like. 250 million people liked this post and, and so did Alexander Merchant. Right, 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 right. It's like right. Alexander Merchant and 200 and whatever. Skateboarding chicken. Right. right. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. But then if I go through and it's like a really pretty girl, mm-hmm. I liked it because I'm like, she's hot, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, this guy I have a crush on or like the guy that I'm dating or like, and it's just like, well, why did he like that? Uncomfortable. Yeah. And then I'm like, why I, does it matter? I you know? once and only once, if I'm looking at too many pretty girls on Instagram, mm-hmm. when I start getting like the the space where mm-hmm. it's like the the models who are really showing like every like there's yeah. no mystery yeah i'm like okay Th- then i've looked too much at pretty women because mm-hmm. it thinks that i like this kind of model that i don't think is healthy mm-hmm. for like my psyche or right. like whatever this young lady's doing here but then i see someone that i met at a party once mm-hmm. a guy seemed like a cool guy with a friend of mine and he liked one of these that mm. I thought was like sexually grotesque, Ooh. but he liked it, and Ooh. I said to myself, "Oh, oh no. no! Oh, oh no. <laughs> no! Oh no!" And it made me question everything, and so then I start backing out of that and saying, "Like, don't show me this stuff," or like, "Don't look at those sorts of things," and I go the other way. But the second you see something in your Instagram search mm. that says, "Why are you, you know like why yeah. are you showing me this?" Because your Discover page is very much like. This is what we are think curated you like. to like. You, maybe mm-hmm. I like these things. So if I'm seeing like, I get a lot of Beyonce, a lot of music, a lot of like, mm-hmm. um, I get a lot of fitness stuff, which is kind of cool. Like the different fitness exercise I can do. Well, that's the area of a slippery slope where it's a fitness page because right. I follow some fitness yeah, models same. too. Yeah, that's where it starts saying like, oh, you like these types of bodies. Here's some models who don't do anything fitness. They're just like, and also puppies. Lots of, I get a lot of puppy stuff. Yeah. I started showing me a lot of puppies and babies one time. Ooh. I quickly said, <laughs> nah, not if I see a baby, I am, I'm scrolling <laughs> so hard, like so fast. I almost no, I like get, sprained my of, thumb. What <laughs> I, I also get a lot of obviously basketball, like sports mm-hmm. related stuff. I get a lot of basketball stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to have less basketball stuff. Mm. So I paid, t- I mean, I, I know about basketball. I don't you need do. to watch every, Every play that Clay Thompson made, right? You yeah, know, but like, you know the, the important ones. Exactly. So, I mean, anyway, but the Instagram feed and all of this jargon that gets into our heads, it yeah. just mucky mucks everything up and you feel like you're, you know, losing yeah. your noodle. So, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to only use, surprise, knowing me, these obscure apps mm. that most people don't use, like for photography, more VSCO, less yeah. Instagram. Using this app I found called Arena, which mm. is like a mind space 
app for collecting all things creative that mm. you come across. Links, pictures, articles, all that stuff can be organized into your profile thing. And you don't have to share it. Right. There's no even like system for it. But you can collaborate with people and they can also follow different you know, strands or threads that you're using. And then, um, do you have a mind mapping app? No, I don't. I started reusing a mind mapping app. I think it's like Mind Map Plus or something. And it just allows me to create and alter and update my mind maps. Mm. And the first one I did was uh, the central theme is desire. Mm -hmm. And then it has two offshoots, wants and needs. Mm. And the thing just umbrellas from there. Oh, wow. And it's just so helpful for clearing out all the wants and the desires. Like, okay, Hmm. you don't really need that thing. Right. You can put it over here. Right. You can budget for something else right. more private. It's been very helpful. So anyway, I'm trying to use my phone as more of a tool yeah. this summer and I think that's less. great. I think that's yeah. an awesome thing. And I think, you know, I think there's so many things that we, like, overuse and, like, it causes stress and anxiety and all those different things. So, like, it's nice to have moments where you're like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use this and intentionally use this so that um, it benefits my life and and brings my life forward than just being a crutch to something crutch to you know whatever mm-hmm. society deems as I, w- a crutch. I will say this speaking of wants my ipad mini mm-hmm. you have one or you are going to get one i have one Ooh. and i was going to update it but it said that it cannot it's already up to date it says you're on 9.3.5 yeah, ios whatever. yeah right and it's like no but i know there's a 12 out right now so what's going on so i try to figure it out i have an ipad mini too oh so I looked up what's going on and said, this thing, Apple has the iOS 12, cannot update on certain models of iPads. Oh, the no. only one it really can't do it on is the iPad mini one. But you have the two, so you should be Yeah. Fine. So I went into the... Apple store? Apple store. Because I looked it up online to see what my code was, and it said iPad mini two when I looked it up. But I went into the Apple store sat down with a lovely uh, young sales associate who helped me by connecting the thing up. It's like, okay, let me look this up. She looked it up. And uh, no, I have an iPad mini one. (laughs) Oh, no. I was so sure. (laughs) And then she said, nah, same thing happened. I had an iPad mini and I had to trade it in. I got 35 bucks for it. 35 but thanks apple (laughs) it's like might as well yeah did you kick her on the ass (laughs) after she left yeah so anyway but that that idea of okay well you have this ipad mini that you want to download certain apps on but you can't because you don't have the ios up to date so you can either live with the apps that you can get or buy or buy the ipad mini that would be appropriate Right. right and i looked at this and i thought to myself on this app that I have that I can access on my iPad Mini One, mind mapping is this in the needs category or the, <laughs> or the wants, wants category? category? I love it. We're gonna stick with what we have because there are places in the world where people would give anything yeah. to have a little shiny tablet like that, and I'm over here complaining about not having the operating system. I'm good. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'm fine. You will be fine. gratitude in my attitude. Ah. I- Agree. Uh, Before we continue, I want to give a special shout out to all the mothers out there, specifically our moms. Thanks, Betty. Thanks, Rosie, for uh, being cool. Betty is my mom. Yes, Rosie is. Yeah, Rosie's (laughs) mine. I'm just like I could (laughs) have like I know her name. (laughs) Oh, you didn't think I knew her name? (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, Betty. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, mom. 
Thanks. All the moms. And also the moms, and also for folks who choose not to be mothers and folks who have trouble being moms, uh, foster moms, pet moms, whatever else is out there, uh, people who've lost moms, we are thinking of you. And um, I don't know, I just wanted to say that because I think it's... Um, I feel like I have had a lot of mothers in my life. Obviously, I have my biological mother, but I have a lot of had a lot of mother figures in my life. So that's great. grateful for all of them. As oh, well. same. So I love teachers. To, yeah, I felt like it was a lot of my teachers. A lot of the people that like advised me throughout my life have been mm-hmm. like really strong women. That's a good call. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I appreciate that. Yeah, expansive view of things. Yeah, because being a mom is hard. So yo, being a parent is hard, but moms have it the hardest yeah because they like did most of the work as far as creating you well not just that but the expectations on that oh yeah 100 percent. do you get that expectations. you get that uh podcast i sent to you yes but i haven't had a chance to okay. listen to it yet no. but the best part of that mm-hmm. uh, uh podcast for those listening armchair expert dax shepherd mm-hmm. interviews hassan minaj uh Monica Padman is also a co-host on that, and she Ooh. plays a more prominent role at the. She's Daisy. Monica. Monica. She's Daisy. Pod like Podman. Podman. Yeah, no, and I but understand she, that. But he says Padman. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> nice. Your eye roll was audible <laughs> through the microphone. I was like, oh, okay. So, nice. uh, but no, you should really listen to it only because that identity of Daisy culture comes up. Re- I heard you as I was listening to it. I was uh-huh. like, if Bri listens to this, mm-hmm. part of you will be raging <laughs> like, at Monica. I almost didn't want to share with you. Because like, I she's love, like hitting it to the T or no, just like she's I love, missing it. I, I love that she's open about being on her own journey mm-hmm. and where she is. Right. And I think for someone who's so deeply rooted in her uh social identities you would listen to this and have a hard time well i will say i'm deeply rooted in my social identity as like a desi brown woman but i'm also like if i'm also not if that doesn't make sense like like culturally i'm terrible well you should hear what what monica and uh hassan have to say and so but you could hear you could hear dax going through it uh just like trying to get the cultural points like he's really seeking understanding anyway the two of them talk about parenting Mm -hmm. because uh the host dax has a four-year-old and a six-year-old yeah he's kristen he's kristen bell's uh husband right exactly and then hassan has a one-year-old yeah so cute She's the cutest objectively. Little so no, like objectively and so, like in everything, yeah. she's stinking cute. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's mathematically proven. Yeah, immutably. Yeah. So the two of them talk about having kids and what that's like being dads, mm-hmm. and uh, it's depending on who's listening to it, mm-hmm. you're gonna frame the conversation either positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I definitely. You know, I'm already steeped in my beliefs. Mm-hmm. So for me, it just further affirmed this is not going to happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for someone else listening, thinking, oh, but in all of that, there's some beauty to it. I'm like, yeah, sure. you have that. Go for it. I um, mean, I literally had a conversation with my cousin recently where she asked me, like, would you ever have kids? I'm like, nah, man. I mean, like, if I had it, like, if I got pregnant, like, and I was at a place in my life, like, I could 
afford it. I had a partner in life that would like be a support, like all those different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we can, we can, yeah, yeah. We, whatever. Consum- but like circumstances, like it would have to be like a conscious choice for me to. Yeah. Like, like we're not having oops babies. We're not mm. having like oh my god I'm pregnant. Like it's it's a we're choosing to get pregnant right. kind of a situation. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah that's that always like, the goal. That right? is always like that's always been the goal. And she's like, but she's like, would you ever plan to have kids or like foster children or like adopt kids? I'm like. I don't think I'm there yet, but I genuinely don't think I ever really want to have kids. And she's like, it's so weird that you would say that because I am so motherly with people in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. if you come in, there's food. There's, like, I mean, like, make sure you have water. Right. I t- like because I was taking. You're care very of- attentive. Yeah, like, very I was taking considerate. care of her um, mm-hmm. when she was she was staying mm-hmm. over and she was not feeling well. And she's like, "This is like the one thing that would stress me out if I had a partner if I had to physically take care of them." Um, mm. Even though it's mm. as, sim- as simple as like giving them medicine and what like it is. She's like, "That's like too much for her." Yeah, yeah, and, and no, and like there's reasons why she thinks that, which is like a legit uh-huh. like very legitimate reasons. Yeah. And we don't have to go into all of that. No, we can put her business out here on yeah, front no, street. Absolutely not. Say her name. What's her social? What's <laughs> her, her address? Social security number is one two three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And if you have any phobias, please put those out here as well. <laughs> but, um, but I'm just like, no, like I, like it's the way I show love. But like, there's so many people in my life that would like see that and be like, or hear that and be like, you don't want to have kids. What's wrong with you? Like, yeah, it's really sure. selfish of you, right? And I'm like, eh. that's a funny word to use for that. But I, I yeah, no, I've heard like, people I, say that. I mean, my my family, my parents have said that. It's my so parents funny. have said that about like when you certain say, family members yeah. in my life that don't have children, or when, like, and I'm like, you don't know if they they don't have children because they're choosing to not have children, or because they choosing. literally choose, like their body is literally saying, nah, right. you can't have kids, right? They're, you know, yeah. When they say selfish, are they saying selfish on the part of? Like your your, your 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 parents would didn't don't your parents want grandbabies? Don't your, your parents pa- want to, you to have the kid so they can play with the kid and give it back I mean, to you to take my, home. I mean, there's there's definitely I definitely have conversations with my mom and my dad where they've said things and I'm just like they really want a grandbaby and if they really want a grandbaby, yeah, I can I can get pregnant right now. Let's let like this is not hard. It's possible for sure. Yeah, but you know, but you want certain things like you want me to find a man, <laughs> you want me to be committed to this man and then get married to this man and then have a like be stable with this man and then have a baby that's like a lot of things that's just a lot of things i just i barely can find a man i remember before you were 30 when you were like i can't wait to be 30 so people will give up on me yeah they don't (laughs) don't still have it but so i'm 32 now and so and i think they're giving up on me like it's starting to happen okay but maybe they'll give up me at 35 but they'll give let but they give more shits about your body because you're the woman than if you were a guy oh yeah i could be 40 years old and unmarried and exactly my i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be shooting blanks according to you know society yeah that's what so dax was saying when he's on a red carpet with Kristen, right he might be doing his own interview off to the side right but he can hear everything over his shoulder of what's being asked of Kristen. and it's so always about the kids they always say how do you do it being a mother having a kid blah 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 it's like this implication that because you're a woman Clearly, it's, Dax does nothing. Right. Well, yeah, and he's like, and that's, actually, he seems like a really wonderful father. Like from she like asked what I, him. like mm-hmm. like like in a like what I've seen on yes. you know social like, that, like they seem like wonderful Hussain, parents. Hassan asked him, "What grade do you give yourself as a father?" And he said, "A." Mm-hmm. And he was very confident about that. He said, "It's one of the things I'm the best at." And yeah. she goes, and Monica said, "I'd probably give him an A plus." 
Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, he loves the shit out of his kids. Yeah. So like, but he said for Kristen, she gets those questions from people because she's a woman. Yeah. That's, it's just ingrained in our patriarchal yeah. society, but he doesn't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I just heard this thing called, um, what is the terminology called? Oh, I'm so out of my depth. I only heard this about two hours ago. There's this thing of, we were talking about Sierra and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And there's this Which way I like super love them And I'll tell you why later because Okay But there's this swath of guys on the internet Who are like Anti-alpha mm-hmm. I don't know what the term is But they're like guys who don't do well in the dating pool mm-hmm. Because they test very beta mm-hmm. And so they get Mad At Women they're Oh like, yes I've, I've heard about this before They're like Salty at women because they are not desirable in that way. Right. But then, or they feel they're not, but then an alpha gets mad at these men because their philosophy is if you're not doing well, then improve yourself and go to the gym and yeah, like dress yeah. better or whatever. All these sorts of things. And so this person was describing this to me. What do you think about that? About Russell being a beta? about about this idea. Well, no. So I was saying she went from having future, who's one type of person. (laughs) That is is a um, understatement if I've ever heard one. We'll call that one end of the pendulum. (laughs) And then on the... I think that's just like in its own category. Uh, So there's the way that I see future, who I don't know future very well. I don't know his music. I don't know his... I just know that he has this like presence of... uh, He a dog. Yeah, he a dog. he's a he little, a little feisty. So, but then, feisty, but okay. on the other end, you have Russell Wilson, who the the popular, he's I want to bring home to mom. Popular consensus: he's safe, he's stable. Um, if you ask a lot of brothers in the community, they don't think he can dance. No, you could say, he can. Think, I mean, yeah, like make of that what you will, but. There's that factor. They He's shorter. My challenge proved that Sierra can dance better than, than Sierra Russell. can dance better than everyone, but like Period. you would look for someone who could <laughs> keep a step or whatever, maybe. But this guy um, has other indelible, indelible. What's the word? He other redeemable qualities. Sure. Besides his dance moves, mm-hmm. dude can throw a mean spiral. Mm-hmm. He's the highest paid player in the NFL currently. Period. Yes. Yeah. He. Uh, is has a good heart, good Christian f- mm-hmm. fundamentals. If you're subscribed to those thinkings, um, he, but you look at and he's not ugly. No, no, no. He's, he's very a, he's handsome. A, he's a he's a good looking guy. But um, people, this they think Russell Wilson made a major upgrade in getting Sierra in his life, and mm. they think that. I mean, she was, settled on him is what a lot of brothers think. Now, I would argue that could go either way because he's a really... We just made an argument for why he's a really catch guy. He's a good... I mean, also, someone say someone can say that Sierra overcorrected from a future to a Russell. Like, That's where the pendulum right, we thought like, swung. Like, right. You went to like the, the rough and tumble bad boy to the like choir boy yeah. uh, star of the football team, right? But she needed that. At that time in her life, and she's also very Christian, my yeah. understanding, mm-hmm. and he's very Christian. So yeah. they had the like. They didn't have sex until they got married. That was the the promise. That was the vow yeah. they made. So I mean, it worked out in a lot of ways. And yeah. It seems like they really like each other. There's a lot of love. Yeah, there. I would say like usually when couples share how much they love their partner, like on social media or just in like whether they're famous or not, I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like okay, like I don't really. 
like sometimes it's nice right like on valentine's day or like on their birthday like thank you for being whatever like yeah but when then randomly you're just like i love my man or i like you know i I usually am like this is suspect (laughs) like yeah i always question i'm just like i mean it may be real it may not be real but for them i just find they're like genuine like they just they like each other they have a kid now right yeah they do have a kid sienna Future and Sienna. Future is Future and Sierra's kid, and Sienna is Sierra and Russell's kid. I had the fraction of a second thought. Mm-hmm. My stream of thought went, wait, the kid's name is Future, so he's Future Junior? But now they're not together, so he's with like Russell more often. Yeah. Can't they rename the kid like he was a dog or something? Oh, yeah, no. And I was like, oh, no, that's, that's not that's how that not, works with humans, that Alex. That's not how kids... That's, that's no, not how kids work. That might mess him up. Unless he wants to change his name <laughs> she, she, in like, the future. Past. Yeah. <laughs> Call me present. Because my presence is a gift. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, no, so, like, I just find them to this be two people that, like, just like each other. Like they enjoy. That's more important than love. They like each other. They and beyond that, they respect each other. That's more important than love. Yeah, because I because mm-hmm. there are days that you're gonna want to like not love the person, and there are days you're gonna not like the person too. But at the end of the day, do you respect them and their humanity? And in respecting them, you're able to be like, I do like you. I do love you. I would argue that liking someone is stronger than love. Well, love is fickle, right? Love is so fickle. So love is such an extreme I emotion. I wouldn't know. I've never really been in love to like know. So <sighs> let me describe what it's like. Okay, um, tell me, tell me, Merch. Here, Bri. <laughs> love is like this uncontrollable river, and it's a stream of great current. Mm-hmm. And the top of it looks fast, but underneath it, it's even faster. It's mm-hmm. the part you don't see. Right. You don't even. You feel it, mm-hmm. but you can't identify it because you can't see it down there. But you can get underswept mm-hmm. into the current in moments of high emotion, and it's just completely, you're out of control. Mm. And so this thing just takes you on this wild ride before you even know what's going on. And then you slam into a rock or you fall off the edge of a waterfall. If you're lucky, you make it to the river's bank and you can crawl to safety into the dry land aka get out of a toxic relationship (laughs) or something that just has complete control and compelling you um but what i would say is like when you like someone that's like it's like being in the ocean or a lake there's no current right you have more sense about you you can see you're in the water it feels good Hmm. but you have control over the situation to decide what direction you're going in Hmm. and you choose to go where it's deeper or where it's more shallow Hmm. Um, and you have control over how deep your like and affection for someone goes or how shallow it goes Mm -hmm. but you have control over how far you walk out and swim out into that water there's no current because yeah Love just sounds scary. I mean, I also know I have my own issues with wanting to... I would argue Mm -hmm. that you've probably felt in love before, but you don't really talk about it. When? If it's on a spectrum where love is not like an on or off switch, but it's like a scale. Yeah. I would argue you've been on the scale. I'm sure I've been on the scale. I just don't... I mean, let's talk off mic. We've talked about people. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so get out. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something I else. I was being facetious. <laughs> I was being facetious when I said I would tell you about love. I think you know what that feeling is, but we can talk off mic we'll about that. We'll talk off mic about you it because like I don't know if I about do. to pass out. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the melanin in my skin washes away. She's, I'm she, as white as your shirt. brown is blushing. <laughs> so funny. Mm, well. Whatever. Well, let's talk about so anything we, else. Okay. So we talked about mothers and love as we usually do and Kristen Bell, as and one Kristen does. Bell. But can we talk about mo- all the mother of all mothers, the mother of dragons? You better be. Okay. <laughs> like, be careful. <laughs> the mother of all mothers. I was about to say slanderous. <laughs> um, so I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't want to dive too deep into this because there's so many think pieces on it. Go ahead and read it, check it, whatever. All I have to say, Game of Thrones had their second to last episode yesterday. And it was a doozy. They have a Dunkin' Coffee cup on it this time? They did not. Okay. Um, But we're about to do a bunch of spoilers, so forward at least like five minutes, starting now. Okay. So I gave everyone a warning. Spoiler alert warning has been given. Okay. So in this, they're going to Westeros, like the Danny, the Queen, Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go deep into this, Uh I just say, if this is your first time listening to this podcast... Brian's explained this to me like I have not watched it because, because I know you nothing. Have not. You right. have not. Right. So Danny, white hair girl, Khaleesi, she's supposed to be ruler of the Iron Throne, all these different things. Targaryen. She's Targaryen. Right. Good job. Slaying the shit. You are. Keep going. She's still, uh, she told her lover nephew, Jon Snow, right. not to tell anyone that. The bastard child. The bastard child, that he's not really a bastard. He's actually Aegon Targaryen. Um, on the DL. On the DL. But he went ahead and told his two sisters who, and, <gasps> and he swore, he made them swear not to say anything. In this most recent episode? It was two episodes ago. Okay, so he gave them the tea. And then one of them, mm-hmm. Sansa, told Tyrion Lannister, who's the hand of Khaleesi. She's the, she's like the right hand person. She's like the okay. vice president. Okay. He's like the vice president. The um, He's a little person. Um, yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Tyrion yeah, yeah. Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and he obviously told this other person named Barris, who is like kind of like the 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 hand of whispers, essentially. Like he like he has lots of little children all the over the place. Hand of whispers, it's, okay, or like something whispers, like the knower of whispers or whatever. Like he basically knows everything and all of all things, and he's Got like it. keeper of the realm in a lot and of he ways. Keeps a real low voice. Yeah, it's played by one of the yin yang. So anyway. So he finds out about this, so now everybody knows. So that's basically like he can't keep a secret. No, because he knows all the secrets. But and he, he doesn't, doesn't have ever, to tell everyone. He doesn't like. have to tell everyone, but he thinks it's important to tell everyone because Danny's kind of going crazy. So what the characters, what the writers have done is pissing me off because they're making Danny to be a mad queen like her father. Oh no! <laughs> First of all, that was a really adorable. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I heard someone alluding to this earlier, and, and I and I don't like you had like years of incest, and there is like documented depression and Mm. mental health issues in your family these things happen right 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 there's a lot of things that have happened and the the, not yesterday's episode but the episode before they they killed one of her three dragons so one of the three so there was three dragons originally one one died dewey one died i hate you the second the second rhaegar he died in battle, so now he, she only has one one dragon left. God, and how so, could so, so there's that. Yeah, killed her like right hand person, died in battle. Okay, 
And then in battle again, her best friend, who's the only black character, only female black character. Lived. Died. Beheaded. Why the f- Because, and then after she died, uh, Danny's hair was really messy. So, because no one has, no one was there to braid her hair. So... Just, no, 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 no. No, that's a real thing. No, no, <laughs> like no, literally no, the memes no, of like no, Danny's no, going crazy. No. Her hair is so messy because no. Masande died. Masande is no. also known as Masambe because she's really, really cute. She's really pretty. Uh, anyway, <laughs> not brave. <laughs> I'll show you the memes later. So anyway, so she's like losing everybody. She can't trust anyone. She's isolating herself. So she's clearly like becoming crazy or like she's like she's distrustful of everybody and so basically they go to westeros to basically get king they go to king's landing to get the, back the iron throne mm-hmm. and Tyrion. The, oh, wait, her, they're gonna move the iron throne no the iron throne is in king's landing oh they're gonna go sit and, on and, it and she's gonna be like it's mine now okay you know and so it's like it's her right remember her dad was the mad king that burned the city down right 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 so at the start at the like that mm-hmm. like in the beginning that's right, why right, right, they right. Like, overturned everything right so with Danny, Tyrion's like, yeah, let's go, let's fight for sure. But like, if if her his sister, who is Cersei, that's in there, mm-hmm. um, rings the bell of surrender, trust that because we don't want to burn the whole city down and all the innocent people that are in the city. Because that's what Danny's. Because if you look at it, they had more, they had more army people, like more mm-hmm. soldiers than mm-hmm. she did because they lost half of them, kill trying to kill the dead, the dead. Uh, soldiers, remember the Night King. The Night King. The I Night was King waiting for you to say stuff. Night King. Got it. Got it. Got it. Night King and the Whites. And so they lost a lot of soldiers. They there. just lost a lot. Of, they literally so. have like a quarter of what they had. Okay. So like the so anyway, she goes in. They're battling. She's on her dragon. Fire everywhere. She's killing it. Awesome. Now this is Danny. Danny. Okay. Danny's doing okay. Okay. It, right. And then the bell starts ringing. Okay. After it takes a while, but the bell finally starts ringing. Right. And then Danny. Like that means that means Cersei. That means the soldiers are everybody's surrendering. Okay, we're good to go. It's a white flag. So it's basically a white flag. So it means lay down your arms. Lay down. Put lay, down your dragon. We're yeah. We're good to go. Right. You're, you are. This is now your kingdom. Right. This is she, you. Take the iron throne. Right. She is still so upset about her hair not being braided <laughs> by her best friend. Right. And and the fact that like she may lose. The Iron Throne to her nephew, Mr. Jon Snow. To Mr. Jon Snow, which and now it, everybody knows. Which now everybody knows, essentially. Well, well, she because like how does he come in with like a birth certificate and say like it's mine now? No, I mean the the Three Eyed Raven is what her what his brother is like. He's the one who's able to verify all these things because he is a he has a third eye. He can live in the past. And Coke the bottle eye. Yeah, things mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, so she's like nah. Fuck it, and just starts to burn the city down with her dragon, and her soldiers were like, "Yo, she's not stopped fighting." So they started fighting, and so basically, the whole city is destroyed. Just like her dad used to do. Yes. So, and I'm father like daughter, and I'm really upset because like I'm okay with her being the Mad Queen, but you have done eight flipping seasons yeah seven seasons seven plus seasons right seven season plus some episodes right. of us falling in love with this character Ooh. and just like uh-uh. and then you just made her out to like you're writing her off to be mad because like she has always burned people like that's always every season she has dracarist people the she says dracarist and the dragons immediately fire at whatever she tells dracarist to 
Oh, so when I hear people use the term Chikaris, it's, it's, it's to say like burn this. Yeah, bur- burn <laughs> this mofo down. I've so, heard people use that before, not toward me. Yeah. <laughs> just I use it towards you all the time, Chikaris. but you never listen. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> that was that was a burn. That was aggressive. <laughs> and so I don't I like I have no problem with her burning everything down. Like that's not like that's not what I'm cuz she's always been that person, but she's always right. done it to people that deserved it. Like they were evil, that they were they were slave masters, they were mm-hmm. rapists. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she but this time she did it to people who literally are innocent. Right. And so and she's always said that she would take the throne with blood or f- blood and fire. So she's always said that this is what would happen. Yeah, she told y'all. She like she did what she she did what she did. She said what she said. So I don't mind any of that. I just think the writing was so lazy that you yeah. are literally doing this in six episodes when it really should have been 10 episodes of all of this so i'm really upset most of the internet is upset and if you look at um like press pressing like press like cast press and stuff like mm-hmm. that and they ask like danny and Masande, her best friend and Masande's like Boo, mm-hmm. who's in, mm-hmm. the, in the show, the the boo of the show, mm-hmm. was like, so are you guys excited about, like, are you guys pleased with how your character ended? And you can just see there, they're like, it's all wonderful, but you can just see them, like, smiling to the, through their teeth of, like, it's not so great. <laughs> I, th- so there's, like, theme and there's narrative. Right. It sounds like the theme of power and destruction. Yeah ran through they ran that line through the daughter and father yes but the narration the the narrative was, was the different. part they got lazy on. yeah was the part that could have been more punched up more articulate o- yeah more i'm 100 percent okay with danny being mad and crazy mm-hmm. that's what she is that's what she is cool you don't think it portrays women as being like unstable I also, and emotional I also, yes i do think that i also think that they it shows that they don't have a lot of women writers in the writing room or women directors. Do we know that? Yes. I'm interested. Absolutely. Mm. It is like there's think pieces on that. Like Game of Thrones, I think has maybe one woman writer, I believe, or barely, or if that. If that. If that. I mean, they have a huge group of people that are like these are twenty million dollar episodes. Like they are spending crap tons of money. It's basically a movie set each episode. I saw the set where it's made, where Westeros is. Yeah. It's just somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm sure, but it's still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. What they do with CGI is incredible yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's just like a clearing. It's like not even that. Yeah. But but yeah, so I'm super upset about it. I don't want to say anything further other than I'm really upset. I'll tell you what. I was at the gym yesterday mm-hmm. between three and six. Mm-hmm. Had myself a little pump session, All eating right. some iron. All right. Get my iron intake for the day. So that you could uh, so you could go to the Iron Throne? <clears throat> go on either there? No, you know what actually, mm-hmm. though, has been helping me lately? Mm-hmm. First of all, I was a little tired, but I made myself go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I took a nap on the stretchy mat. Ooh. I took a 20, laid down on my back, listened to a podcast, mm-hmm. dozed off with a towel on my face. Don't worry what I'm doing. Some inhale, some deep breathing. I got up. I went to work. But I watched Gladiator recently, mm. which is probably like the 38th time I've watched that movie. Great movie. And so I put on the Gladiator soundtrack, instrumental. Ooh, love it. Got me in the mood. So when I grabbed the iron bar... It felt like I was choosing my weapon. Mm, I like that. It put me in the right headspace that my gym mix could not do that day. So anyway, I step into there with that gladiator mindset while I'm doing some uh, some workouts. I'm thinking to myself, time is now 6 p.m. It's a Sunday. There's a good portion of America that is about to tune in 
on Game of Thrones. Thrones. And I'm thinking, what would it be like? I've never had this idea before. What would it be like if I were the producer, director, actors involved in this thing? Mm -hmm. And I already knew what people were about to see. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there knowing that in a couple hours people were going to judge the work that I just made. Yeah. And trust me, if you go on Twitter, people were judging the crap out of it. And I knew because... I learned this when I watched when Lost was happening. Mm-hmm. I did not watch Lost. I didn't Neither watch did I. a yeah. single episode. Same. But people used to talk about Lost at the lunch table every Monday mm-hmm. about what they just saw and loved it. Loved it. Oh my God. Can you believe? Can you believe? All the way for years. And then the final episode came quiet as a church at that table. Well, and I then it came up and people were upset. Like if they, I feel, think people say that about Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. Lost. I think they're going to say that about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to probably say that about How I Met Your Mother because they'll have a How It Ended. That's what I was heard, yeah. Because um, I know that's what I thought. I was just like, really? Ten seasons and mm-hmm. this is how you end mm-hmm. it? That's annoying. Because um, they did a very similar thing to uh, Game of Thrones where they just like sped up everything in the last season. Hurry, hurry, hurry. We got to get yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Game of Thrones, it was a thing. Whatever. I'll just cry about it later. Well, Game of Zones was okay, and those episodes are only five minutes. And they're they're better. Um, if you're a basketball fan and a Game of Thrones fan, and yeah. you have not heard of Game of Zones, you fall yeah. right in the middle of that Venn diagram, my friends. <laughs> Consider that a favor. Go check it out. There's some good episodes out there. Yeah, it's a good one. It's free on YouTube. That's free entertainment. It is. Just like these plantain chips that Bry's dad makes. Isn't it the best? This is a good time. It's a good time. It's a real good time. The only thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about it because we're already kind of an hour in. We'll make the basketball part short. Okay. Um, so, Aisha Curry. Heard of her. She is the wife of a, one, none other than the Wardell Stephen Curry. Right. Um, also known as Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Chef Curry. So, you may all be thinking, why are you talking about basketball? We're not. We're kind of talking about basketball, but mostly about Aisha. Um, Aisha is a wonderful mother of three. She is known to be a cook um, and like just cookbooks and like living and things like that. Super, super lovely girl. Mm-hmm. Her and Steph met when they were super young, like in a Bible like conference or camp or something like that. They like grew up together, essentially married pretty young, had kids living the life. She's just, I think she's like 30, 31 right now. She's, yeah. she's like our age. Mm-hmm. She went, she and the rest of the Curry girls, so her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. both of her sister-in-laws, the mm-hmm. one that's getting married to Seth Curry as well as her sister-in-law, which is Seth, Seth and Steph's sister, mm-hmm. and uh, um, Steph Curry's mom, mm-hmm. and her went on the Red Table Talk to talk about... With Jada? With Jada. And just to be like, let's talk about being the Curry girl, the Curry woman, you know? And just like being married and in love with these men and like in this family blah 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 the whole red table talk cool it was fun it was lovely to see this like beautiful four black women just beautifully talking about their lives i mean these plantain chips like some tea is about to just come with this it's lovely right and then aisha goes all right here i just i want to make sure i say it correctly because i don't want to oh god so aisha like very openly like the question was asked like how do you kind of handle like men in the NBA, your man, your man is in the NBA and women throw themselves at men in the NBA typically. 
There's a, there's a type of woman that throws himself at the NBA NBA players. I've I've heard. Um, I am not one of those girls, but if one of them asked me out on a date, I wouldn't say no. Anyway, um, so she was talking about her insecurities, and she says like, I have zero. This sounds weird, but um, I'm a grown woman. Wait, hold on. She talks about like she talks about Steph. Um, is very nice by nature. Everything is always very friendly, sometimes to the point where, quote-unquote, I'm a grown woman, so I'll just insert myself and be like, hello, how are you doing? And these ladies always be lurking, hoping that their moment, hoping for their moment and waiting and waiting. I honestly hate it. So very, like, an honest, like, I'm, I don't love the fact that women, like, throw themselves at their, my husband, and my husband's just kind of like, no, they're just being friendly, like, being cool. And yeah. I will say, and I will say, and you may disagree with me. Go I think it. Steph is probably one of the only NBA players that is probably faithful to his wife. I hope he is. He may not be. They may have... The way that that conversation happened at the Red Table Talk, it doesn't sound like they have an arrangement where he can enjoy a little release when he's away or something like that. So there's that conversation. So I was, that conversation, I was just like, yeah, I, could, I would be insecure if my man was like super famous and women were throwing themselves at, at them. Like, yeah, I could be a little insecure, but I also hope that I could trust my man to like not do, not disrespect me, uh-huh. whatever our agreement is. Yeah. Right. And our agreement with you, you're not, you can look all you want. You can't touch shit. <laughs> you can look all you want. You can't touch any of that. None of it. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing so hard. I'm just... <laughs> what? Go on. Just keep going. Just to park that so we can talk about whatever you're feeling off mic. <laughs> Next. Nah, I'll talk about whatever. It's just keep... Finish your thought. And keep so going. so she was saying... And I was just like, okay, that's fair. Then she talks about like, you know, like it brings... Like, obviously she doesn't... She's like, I don't have a lot of insecurities, but I have this one. Uh, it's like male attention. So... So then I begin to internalize it and think, is there something wrong with me that I don't like that she doesn't get male attention like Steph gets female attention? It would be nice to know that someone is looking. So then I immediately pause the video and I'm just like, wait, what? So then I was the reason why I said, wait, what is because Aisha has been known to shame women who expose themselves maybe a little bit too much on the gram you know, just a little, you know, she's a little, she's, she gets a little shameful. Your, your mouth right now, <laughs> he, the shocked face on Alex's face. I have not said a word. I'm taking all this in. So she goes, she, she, she's basically saying like, I don't feel like I get any male attention. Like she feels insecure about how she looks and it would be nice to get male attention. You have Steph. Outside of Steph. What? Because Steph is why getting, does that matter? Because Steph is getting all this female attention. So and I'm just sitting, and I can only I so like to a certain extent I understand right. You pushed three whole babies out of your vagina, and you've gained a little bit of weight since you've had your first kid, which is like all very natural things. Like her gaining weight is not even me being saying that she's fat. She's not fat. She's beautiful. Right. She's incredibly stunning. Like you're 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 beautiful then. You're beautiful now. In my, in my opinion, I would say most men would also say the same thing. Just like very objectively, sure. she's, she's not an I'll go with that. I can't remember the last time I saw but Aisha, she's, but she's I, a very She's yeah. a very pretty girl. Yeah, sure. Super pretty. But like you just pushed out three gr- babies. You may not feel the most secure about your body. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure your husband is very loving and all those different things, but you want more attention because you're seeing your man get a bunch of attention from a lot of other women. So there's a lot of flack that went, uh, went off because people are like, well... 
men aren't men aren't in your DMs or or like doing that to you because they respect Steph too much to do that to you. And I and I pause on that because no, men don't respect Steph. Men think that Aisha is Steph's property. That's why they're not doing anything. It is not about respect for Steph or respect for you. It is about the whole idea of women being property. Most men just saying. Secondly, she she goes on talking about how she like wants to be like looked at and things like that but she has gone on record talking about how women should be more modest or just like be more respectful of themselves and like and she's like it's not like i want male attention but it'd be nice to have it so it's like you have to pick and choose what you want ma'am and i get it's complicated because you have you just literally pushed out a baby not that long ago you have two you have three babies running around like i get it i get all of those things and i remember even thinking to myself like I don't love being catcalled, but if I'm having a bad, like, bride day of, like, mm-hmm. not feeling the most pretty and someone catcalls me, I'd be like, ew, you're gross, but, like, I still got it. You know, like... <laughs> you told me that. I didn't know if you were going to say it. No, here, but... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not proud. It's not something, no, it's it's not something that I'm, like... You, nor should you be ashamed. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not proud you're, of it. You're a multidimensional of... person. Own your I'm... multitudes. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you. But, like, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to like... Like, when I go out to, like, now, I don't know why, more than ever, I feel like guys approach me a lot more. Maybe it's because I'm more confident. That's what it is. And and I, and I think, and, and that's hot. That's cool for mm-hmm. guys. And so, I remember I was out with a friend of mine. <laughs> it was me, my friend Devante, our friend, uh, our other friend Josh, and, like, a bunch of their friends. And we were just, like, all hanging out. And... Uh, some guy like comes up to me because I like danced and of course I danced like a rock star. You're a very good dancer. And so um, and then he's like oh you're a great dancer. I'm like oh thank you. He's like you're really pretty. I'm like oh thank you. Whatever. And like I'm like like, cool. (laughs) Like okay whatever. And then Devante is just keeping an eye out because like he just wants to make sure that I'm I'm good. That's what a good male friend does. Yeah just he's just making sure like the same way like you have in the past. Like you're just like do I need to to insert myself in? Mm -hmm. Like do I need to put my arm around her if i'm sober i'll definitely make sure i'm on top of it yeah and you have been like you always have not always sober but yes yes even when you're not sober you do (laughs) 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 you face so anyway this guy like he he's like he's like i'd love to take you out sometime can i get you a drink or something i'm like no i'm good like we had like bottle service someone was paying for all the stuff i no i'm idea. not asking questions and I, I was just, just kind of like you rolled in a different lane <laughs> apparently i was just like i am too old for this <laughs> anyway so when you and i went out we we always brought our flask with us i still do <laughs> I still do. Sir, can I have a seltzer on ice? Lots of ice, please. More ice, please. Actually, more ice than seltzer, if we're really being honest here. Thank you. Uh, My friend Jim's in the corner. (laughs) And Jack. Jameson, too. Have you ever met him? Um, Trash. Just tacky. So this guy is, like, kind of, like, talking to me a lot, and then... He's seeing Devante like, kind of approaching me, and he's seen me and Devante, like, interact. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Who's reading the signals? Who's reading the signals? You know, like, no one I'm dating is in the vicinity. I'm literally just out with my friends, you know? And so he goes, say, are you with this guy? Yeah, he just he valid asked question. me, and I I'm just know. like, oh no, he's he's. Yeah, I'm with him as like, yeah, we're all together. He's like, oh no, like, is he your man? And I'm just like, oh, I'm like Devante. I part of me wanted to throw because I'm like Devante's like my little brother. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh no, no, we're not. Um, no, he's just a friend of mine. He's like, oh good, because you know I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, and I was just like, uh huh. 
You just basically asked if I was his property. Otherwise, you wouldn't oh, move forward. Okay. Ma'am. Uh, sir. Uh, huh? Anyway, it's the way he asked it. And then he immediately, the minute I said no, he immediately took my phone yeah. and inserted his number into my contacts and texted me. Oh, my Like, goodness. texted himself. And he's oh, like, quick. let's... Oh, and then, like, he wouldn't stop texting me to a point where I had That's to, impressive. like, block him. That but was, I'm just How saying, did he get your phone? The fo- My phone was on, in my hand. And he took it out of your hand? And he took it out of my hand. That's and he when put I, in your passcode and then he... No, my, it was already unlocked. Yeah. It was already unlocked. So he was just like... he's and He just, like, put it in. And I was just like, okay. And then Devante's like, did he just give you your number? I'm just like, yeah. He's like, what the fuck? I'm just like... And um, then he texted himself from your phone? Mm-hmm. That's, so that um, he had the number. That's... It's aggressive. Aggressive. Right. So that's that's why I'm saying, like, he was like, oh, so you're not taking it? I'm going to be claiming you now. Like, the way... Like, all of that was just like... And I was not drunk. I was... I maybe had a drink that night, and I was just like, you're doing the most to yeah. try to get my number. But comes back to this notion that, like, she wanted to have male attention, and she got a lot of backlash for... For saying that, for saying that the things that she said, uh-huh. because, you know, uh-huh. she's kind of like flip floppy, like she's not uh-huh. really whatever. So what do you think about all this? I'm going to poke a hole in one of your arguments right now. Okay. It's just ahead. my opinion. Yeah. You can. I don't think anything that you said is categorically wrong. It's just my view on this, that if she feels or you feel mm-hmm. that other guys going after her is not a question of respect. I would say they're the same thing. Like respect for Steph and property. Same thing in that conversation. Things. Sure. The same thing. Sure. But I the idea that. that that women are men's property has been like an age old problem, right? We know this is true of like mm-hmm. patriarchy and all that. But she's saying the same thing about Steph being her property. She's like, I, Oh, I don't yeah. disagree. She's inserting herself in front of these women like for lack of a better term like cock blocking these women by saying like no he is mine right i own him and you know this about me fundamentally Mm -hmm. for a long time i i struggle with the idea of people owning other people's sexuality sure i just don't see it's like humanely okay and even promoted to diversify everything in our life Mm. from food to wealth to lifestyle to our interests sure like we we're made to be multi-dimensional in so many facets except for when it comes to choosing one and only one person to spend all of our waking moments and lives and years and sexuality with and mm-hmm. I don't see why the possessiveness over that mm-hmm. isn't a selfish thing because society says it's okay to do it yeah so I just don't I just, so, so this is interesting that you say it because you're making me think about it you poked a hole good job the, in in the notion that like when men say this my that's my woman it that's my that's my girl that's my that's mine it sounds very property-esque right right but when a woman says that, it's no like she's being committed to this person. She's right. com- she's committed to this person. When actually it could be the same thing for both, right? Like same thing for both. Yeah. Yeah. There's like I can see that. a subordination to the other person, and mm-hmm. um, but that's fine if if people are wired that way to be. And I also let's rewind the tape way back. Right. Let me own all my privilege. Right. Living in a metropolitan area where singles are not in short supply is very different than being in a small town environment where yeah you settle down you do a survey you find the best looking 
uh, catch you can get, and then you make and you, it happen. You, set, yeah. you settle down because there's less competition. But in an environment like the NBA, where you're on tour all the time, and Steph shoots threes like like there's he's a madman. Yeah. Um, there are guys, women are gonna be attracted to that, and that is just what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't want to say I'm about to say something that's going to make me sound arrogant so I want to be tactful um, Aisha Curry's disclosure of vulnerability around wanting to be desired by other men is not an incomprehensible or uncommon feeling I no, think humans, humans I want that we all want to feel like we're valued. And I was yeah. talking to who was I? T- oh, it's on that same podcast with um Hassan. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come up, and Monica comments on it too. Dax, I feel like you don't even need to listen to their podcast <laughs> at this point because I'll just tell you. There's a point where he talks about when he dated Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah, it came yeah. up. They brought it up, and he's like, "Well, I only did that because I didn't believe I was good enough. I didn't think I looked good enough, and so I thought if." I can be with someone of that status. Mm. It'll elevate my self-esteem and my status. Mm. And so when I look in the mirror, I won't see the same, like, not handsome guy. Mm. And I'll instead see this beautiful swan emerge. But Mm. what ended up happening was, no, I looked in the mirror and I was the same guy. Nothing changed. And I just felt insecure about being with this woman who I thought was so much better than me. And so he's like, I therefore think it's unhealthy to date people just to validate our own insecurities and she said i think we're all doing that yeah i was like and i agree with her just by being on these apps Mm -hmm. and looking around tinder and all these yeah just who's liking your instagram posts who's 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 seeing your stories who's not looking who's dming you who's not dming you all of this is just a litmus test for like throwing things out and seeing what sticks to to gauge where do I stand on the level of attraction one to ten? Right. You know, that's all that people are really doing. So for me, I'm not in the position. My, you know, who, who was I talking to about this? My friend. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we were at this. Uh, I don't know if I told you that we were at the wedding mm-hmm. and uh, a couple weeks ago and the wedding planner Mm -hmm. hit on me really hardcore nice aggressively nice um he was just going through a divorce and so uh he (laughs) made it known that he was into me and i said you know thanks but no thanks not my lane right but you know appreciate it right and we went through the whole night. I'm out dancing with friends and we're drinking and yeah, having, a, having good a good time. time. But he still makes these efforts. I eventually had to say, hey, listen, I get your angle, but I need to be explicit in telling you this is not going to happen. I'm not into you. And in general, I'm not into men. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I totally support it. But it's not my angle. Right. And so uh, he was drunk. He got offended. But he, the next day he was cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding, he still agreed to do the wedding. It went off without a hitch. I didn't <laughs> ruin it. And I got free drinks for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, but my friend said to me, you look like, uh, he said, you handled that so modestly. 
and graciously with him that I thought this can't be his first time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, then, and you're like, it's not actually it I was to him. You at weddings a lot. All the time. <laughs> and at a Korean day spa with my other friend, I got hit on by his friend. So my friend came and checked on me because this other guy like went to lather me up with his soap because we're both naked standing here in this like male spa, whatever. Right. And so there's like... <laughs> He's just, he's just like lathering himself up and he comes over to me and is like you look like you need some soap and then he just rubs it on my chest and abs oh my god he's only he's only 12 inches from my johnson and so and i was like no, no i'm good i can lather myself appreciate it though and so uh my friend's like hey are you okay i was like dude it's like i am not gonna be the first man to say woe is me right look at the attention I'm getting because I know if I didn't have this uh, experience, I'd be having an experience that might be lacking or wanting. Mm-hmm. I may desire more attention um, and that I think would feel worse right. in the way that I, Aisha Curry's talking about it. Sure. So I try to be mindful that I don't think catcalling's good. I don't think women being made to feel like no. meat is anything acceptable. No, not at all. But I think yeah. on the male side of things, when we have so much dominance in society and we're still making more than women for reasons that are unclear, um, then I think it in my position of privilege, it's hard for me to be critical of Aisha Curry's feeling, other than just to say, um, I think when I see couples together who are polyamorous, mm the two of them have such a confidence in and of their own rights Mm. that they don't need validation to do that. So for Aisha and Steph, she's also coming from a very biblical background. You said they met in like Bible camp or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, like, I mean, if you're from that, see, that's the thing about Steph Curry and I, you might be right. Steph maybe has not cheated on Aisha. That's the only reason why I think that. The the only, the, he is of this, he is a man. So, his chemical DNA, testosterone-wise, is 18 times that of Aisha's. Yes. Well, maybe not Aisha's. She's pretty rough. Um, she's kind of tough. Yeah, so she might have a little she's bit. She's a tough maybe, chick. Maybe like nine times. Right. But um, that's that's a compliment to her. Right. That's not a diss. No, no, if no anybody, absolutely. <laughs> I, I absolutely took that but, as like a compliment. But if uh, he is uh, like a man like any other man, I know he has feelings of lust and desire yeah and he's a very he reminds me in the description you just made of him saying like oh they're just being nice or whatever mm-hmm. he sounds like me in middle school so his game around dating mm-hmm. may not be the strongest because he's been in such a committed relationship so he might be blind to naive to yeah some of the women who aren't really coming out of the woodworks who are just like the groupie model but more of like the the low profile model mm-hmm. who come out like oh nice making a connection it's a professional connection right. but it might lead to some drinks and then the drinks might lead to some other kind of emotional connection right. he doesn't maybe look as far down the line as that potential right. but I can assure Steph that he's more attractive to women than he realizes and so for her uh, that's not his problem and she's lucky to have a guy like that and he's lucky to have a woman as ambitious as she is and all the things that she does but it's like the christian model of sex being bad mm-hmm. Before unless marriage. it's unless it's after marriage mm-hmm. and preferably for procreation mm-hmm. otherwise lustful gamey dicey sex is not uh honorable what, what is it um 
the Lord doesn't look favorably upon mm-hmm. that. If that's the working model someone's coming from where there's like a certain underlayer of shame to sexual relationships outside of marriage, then those two might be fine. And Steph might be fine. Yeah. Again, we're making a lot of assumptions yeah. on a lot of their They might beliefs. be fine. Yeah. But I just don't... Um, I just don't like this possessiveness. Yeah. No, and I, and I agree. Like, because for me... It, it, and I, and it, that's why I said what I said when it comes to you are like whatever agreed upon decision you have made with your partner, that's between you and your partner, right? Like, so if you and I are dating and, mm-hmm. our, and our agreement is like, you can look at all the girls you want. You can like all of the things you want on, on Instagram. You can watch whatever the F you want at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you come home to me, and same same thing with me. I could look at whatever I want. I could appreciate what's out there, but I'm not going to touch. You're the only person that I'm with. Right. Like if that is an agreement that we have, it's not a possessiveness. That's an agreement that two people made together. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's a, a mutual decision that it's not mm-hmm. like one one or the other, right? Yeah. If this decision is like, hey, we are committed to each other, we're going to respect each other. You can look at whatever you want, and if you do decide to step out, mm-hmm. you need to let me know so that I'm. Mm-hmm. So that I am respected, you know, and right. these are the but guidelines to what stepping out of like this commitment looks like. Yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. that's comp- like not many people, me included, are mature enough to have that conversation. Yeah, you know, in the same breath, because immediately I'm going to be like, "Why am I not enough?" Oh yeah, in the same 100%. breath, in the same breath that I'm saying this thing, mm-hmm. uh, this this advocacy for people being in essence polyamorous Mm -hmm. i know i could not emotionally handle it yeah i don't think i'm at the place in my life where that would be something i would do yeah uh oh that's the term for the guys who hate women because they don't because they're not they're not fine they're not found desirable to them yeah someone used the term um inadvertently celibate oh what's it inseb Maybe something like that. Insab, like inadvertently celibate. Let me find out what. It is. But um, but that's the thing. For me, I chose to go a whole year celibate. Right. Like I made a conscious choice to go celibate. And you didn't need to. And I did not. Need, and that's the thing. It's like where I talked to one of our friends, and they said, and this is one of our friends who we would all agree is very attractive, and she said, um, "Oh, I went celibate for a year, but I didn't even." Yeah. <laughs> even it's called insulibate. Insulibate. So or insulibate. 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 Yeah, insulibate. Yeah. So um, incel. So this thing. Um. So that that privilege of being able to choose when and how often I have sex mm-hmm. is something that not everybody has, and so I will own that as. Um, oh, you're definitely. I mean, I was given that in life, and I didn't earn it. Like yeah. it was just handed to me. Yeah. And so. If I had a different experience where I had a gripe about women mm-hmm. not showing me attention, I could see how that kind of low self-esteem could affect many other facets of my life. Well, the other thing, too, that someone was saying on Twitter, which I was just like, oh, I'm like, it's not necessarily wrong, but not also great either. But they're like, Aisha's comment is testament to what, what happens when a girl doesn't have a hoe phase. And I was like, yo, no, seriously. And I was like, that's not not wrong. No, that's not wrong at all. Because like, I will say, I I think I'm more confident in who I am as a person because of, and not because I'm like whoring around or whatever, but like I've dated lots of people and I have gotten to know lots of people. Men like you. 
No, they don't. There have been some men who really like you. We, okay. I know of these men. Okay, dummy. But you don't take compliments. No, well. I don't take compliments from others. So you, yeah, I know. I told you a compliment from someone the other day, and you were like, "What? Why?" What was the you tried to. I just had this person said you were looking good. Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Which is a very good-looking man said this about Bry, and I was like, "Here's why," and uh, and I gave the justification for why he said that, and she was like, "No." <laughs> I, I did say that. I was like, no. <laughs> Gotta let it. It's just I'm let, such a. I'm let that water it. wash all over you. Just, just, just swim in that. I'm just working through my insecurities, That's buddy. So funny. <laughs> it's but just no. weird. No, I hear. I hear you loud and clear, though. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, it just comes back down to. I am no one to judge Aisha Curry and like yeah, her feelings on that because like everything she said, I'm like, I don't disagree like i i can understand i can empathize even with some of the things that you're feeling you know just the fact that they're both good looking people and y'all could give me all the ass if you wanted to if you wanted to but she doesn't want that but then she does want that yeah but it comes back to this like what do you value like she didn't get a whole face (laughs) well okay she'd have a whole face fine whatever but like she didn't get one either right but i'm also thinking what is it about like what is it that you value right and for the longest time for me i value and even now and i'm like really working through it it's like i value very much that everybody like me yeah yeah yeah. you know about that and now i really don't care about that um and i'm working there's some things that i'm just like oh wait why don't you like me i don't like that you don't like me you know like and we can work through that but i also want like i very desperately want to be accepted for who i am I think that's like mm-hmm. a very like I feel like everybody wants that, but for me it's, it's it gets very debilitating. Yeah, and when like you don't like me for who I am, you don't think I'm good enough, like you know, and then that seeps in professionally, it seeps in personally, it seeps in in romantic relationships and platonic relationships and family relationships, and so you know those are things that you work through, right? Like you just like to be desired, and not to be desired isn't just necessarily eh, I want to I want to do you mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Trucks and cars and dirt. <laughs> like no, it's. I want to do you on a tire. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, hey, everybody's got their fantasies. That's true, but it's not mine. On um, a on a eighteen wheeler. <laughs> but like you know, everyone wants to be desired and accepted, and so for her to say what she's saying, she's ta- speaking her truth, and I can't take it. Take yeah, it, no, take that's away from that. totally. That's totally her version. I don't. Um. There's a there's the feeling of dating someone who you, you we've talked about this. I've had this feeling too, where you date someone who is better, you think is a step above you, yep. a cut a cut or two above your yeah. jib, and you're thinking, how is this person with me? Say that often. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why yep. is this person choosing to be with me? And it's exhausting. And thinking I and you about, say things like. Are they using me? Mm-hmm. Am I convenient? Mm-hmm. Am, you know, how soon like, are they gonna leave yeah, me? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm counting down the days. Right. Like, you know. And then, and then it's like, uh, how hard is it to keep up this emotional rigor of like pleasing this person? Like, yeah. I have to like live up to this person's false perception of me, yeah. which I perceive as false. Right. But then. That person might be really good. This is it varies, but like if you've, in my experience, dated someone who, on that scale of good looks, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, God, how am I with her? But then I know people I who I'm also attracted to, whose personality is at a ten, right? 
and their personality is better than hers. Mm-hmm. So the gravity and emotional pull that I have towards someone else who's not even as attractive, but I so go for their energy mm-hmm. is almost stronger. Yeah. And therefore, I think to myself, uh, what if I'm with, so then I'm with that person. Yeah. If let's say down the road or whatever. And I find like, oh, this is more comfortable because like you said. I can be myself. Right. I don't feel like I have to put on airs or pretend to be someone I'm not yeah. just to keep pace. She likes me for who I am. And it's a more equal footing. So for these guys who are in Seb. Right. I'm like, you're looking at the wrong target. You're right. confusing the potatoes for gold. You're right. mining for the wrong thing. Right. You should be looking at the person who fits with making long term satisfaction makes you feel like. You are good enough, yeah. right? But if you're looking for someone to go to the red carpet with, I get that. I worked at a casino once for a long time where this guy used to come as a regular and he had this beat up truck. Mm-hmm. He was really like shorter guy, overweight, mm-hmm. balding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like much to write home about. Um, and then this woman would come in the sports car right behind him who was like a knockout model mm-hmm. from Russia. And she, in St. Louis where I grew up. So she's out of place. She doesn't really fit in that environment. Came to find out that was his wife. She's a mail order bride. Oh, wow. So gambler, big money, made that, paid for her car, paid for her to come. But she didn't ride in the truck with him. She had her own car Hmm. that he bought for her. Yeah. Like this was the term of like, I'm with you because you paid for me. Mm -hmm. But we both know you and I shouldn't be seen together kind of thing. That's like demoralizing in a subordinate way. And I I I feel like that's how you get... Serial killers. <laughs> and I didn't say that earlier, but I thought the guys who go out and kill women because they don't it's, get enough it is, attention. It is an insecurity. That's a, that's a combination a deep- of not insecurity, toxic masculinity, and this uh, manifest destiny mindset that I'm going to say mostly white men. It is I'm trying to think of men. how many black guys have done stuff like that. Not many. I mean, I'm we sure know they exist. I know they exist for sure. Yeah. But like a lot of white guys you see go crazy because they're supposed to be the... Uh, Dean Martin model, the whole Elvis Presley model, they, right. like women falling all over me. I'm a white guy in America. This is what I was taught to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't get any of that. Oh, I wasn't the star of the football team. Maybe yeah. I didn't even get any attention in high school. And now my life is this. I'm going to kill some people. Yeah. Like you see that a lot more often. Yep. But uh, no, I, I, for Aisha, thanks for, I appreciate her telling her truth. No, me too. Complex. And it just gives us a thing to think about, right? Like, I also wonder. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, like how many men maybe want to say that Aisha is beautiful or like you're a dope person or like physically beautiful. You're a dope person. You're really smart, intelligent because compliments can come from, you know, various ways. But don't do it because like they're afraid that like it's going to come out, come off wrong or that like they're going to be accused of something that, you know, they don't mean to be accused of. I'm going to say this also. Uh, Aisha, you have a certain brand. Yeah, it's a different brand. You have a different audience. Yeah. Thousand percent. You being flirtatious or whatever, or or like available, emotionally Mm -hmm. available, is not on brand. No, that's, no, you're a wholesome Christian woman with, yeah, so like, I'm, yeah, so like, there's there's obviously layers to this, right? Like, you're. (laughs) I'm sorry if that sounded irritated. No, 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 it's absolutely not on brand, but. I can still, as much as it's not on brand, I can empathize with her being like, I. It'd be nice to know that people think I'm beautiful. Like other men think that I'm beautiful. That isn't that isn't my like my father or my father in law or my like siblings or you know my husband. You know. Yeah, I get but it's that. it's also like this. It's like 
there are people on i'm gonna go back to dating apps because it's the most like in handheld mm-hmm. test you can do right now yeah if you went on an app and you're swiping through app in over a year man that's the best, <laughs> the best thing, thing you can do for mind. mental health yeah so you go on this app let's say you're swiping mm-hmm. or whatever if we really took the time to have every person analyze why they didn't swipe on somebody yeah the reasons are multifaceted it's fast if aisha curry came up on mine i would tell you she fits into a certain type of woman Mm -hmm. i will acknowledge looking at her profile right off the bat beautiful got good looks Mm -hmm. i go through the rest of this i don't see any skin no skin Mm -hmm. there's no showing of anything because as we said she doesn't subscribe to that i already then put her in a box of more conservative sexually okay I'm not as interested. She just lowered some points. Two, you, and so, like, I don't show my body uh, on my profile stuff, you no. but you can see me in a t-shirt and get a general sense. Yeah. There's I not saying you need to be in a bikini to have a no, guy like you. No, no, she doesn't need to be in any yeah. of that, but, like, she's not, you know, giving me much to... See. Women who wear fashionable stuff, who wear, like, um like a spaghetti string top like mm-hmm. it's for some reason it's okay for women to show more of their arms and shoulders mm-hmm. but if men do it it looks it's like really grotesque beefy. It's very beefy. yeah it's beefy but women can do it so if you show just your shoulders and they're elegant or slender mm-hmm. or whatever they mm-hmm. are um and then the top is something a little bit like fitted into it could be well not even fitted it could be loose but like dressy or mm-hmm. fashionable or it could be uh, like a t-shirt it could be like a tank top t-shirt mm-hmm. that looks like kind of bummy but you make it look fashionable because you got some like jewelry on or something like that and mm-hmm. it's like your brooklyn look mm-hmm. it's your brooklyn sunday sorry um but so then there's that and then with aisha it's also like okay she's christian mm-hmm. so that conservative that... dressing mm-hmm. and she's pretty i'm fitting her into a category where i think even if i showed attention to her you won't get what you need. I won't get what I need. And... Or what? Uh, sexually, I won't get what I need. Plus, she is... Um, if you know she's married to Steph Curry... Yeah, you're not going to do that. And you got three kids? <laughs> I'm like, why Isn't would you it, even go in the direction of... Like, you can ignore... So, there are men, yes, who will see her and say, she is objectively beautiful. I think that she, her face is nice. Her body is nice. Like, mm-hmm. I think that. But when I think of, like... What I just described earlier of a woman who looks really attractive, why am I with her, versus someone's energy I I gravitate to, you already know how I feel about uh, Aisha Curry as a person. Right. How would you describe that? You you just said that she was beautiful. Well, no, no, no. As like, a per, based on conversations you and I have had about Aisha Curry, how would you describe my feelings about Aisha Curry? That just seems like a girl that you necessarily wouldn't be best friends with, but right, you're, she's just she's just a nice, pretty girl. She's a nice, pretty girl, and, and, but not for you. But not for me. Mm-hmm. And I think what Steph loves about her is what so many people love about her, and part of that is her feistiness and her tenacity. Yeah, and that really serves her well but when i've seen it in some instances like in basketball games yeah, where she's she throwing says, a fit yeah well she has stopped doing that she stopped doing that but yes but like the way that she would talk about like the refs or the like, refs yeah. and steph and come to the defense and the way that she did was so um not my flavor yeah it just wasn't for me it's not, it's and not, so, it's not for you and so for me it's like she's protective and she's nurturing and she's giving and so if you're that is her brand right and if the, if you like that 
Yeah. Cool. Then she you is know? your gal. Right. But if you're going to go in the direction of, uh, she just, I wish she knew that men liked her and that people find her attractive. Right. But the idea of, I want to be beating guys off of me with a stick. Yeah, that's not cute either. It's like, I mean, go to, I mean, but you, the grass seems greener on the other side, right? right? Like, I'm sure Instagram models with the big booties and the boobs and the tiny little, like, zero inch waist you know is getting all the dms but what substance are you getting out of it nothing exactly there's nothing coming from that exactly. and steph's not even getting to have any of the stuff that's coming his way anyway so it's like he, what he, good is any of that eh, no. this is why not having um i'll just stop while i'm on it i'm just gonna give it up all okay. right let's move on to well, basketball yeah all I right this was a good conversation we may have to bring it up again it was a good one so let's uh, keep it moving and go to our dribbling section all right folks it is time for our second segment which is our dribbling section where we talk about all things basketball and we do our best to simplify it and make sure that it's something that is digestible for all folks whether you are a big basketball fan or not but we hope you're a basketball fan if you're listening in uh, but let's talk about the playoffs. Where are we at? You want to start in, with the playoffs? I mean, I feel like we should do the playoffs and then go into. Okay, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I just always forget the, the nickname for this podcast, <laughs> which is the LeBron James podcast. Oh. We'll get to that later. So just know it's coming. So where we stand in the playoffs right now? We're at the finals, the, the semifinals. No, the, the finals for the conferences. Yeah, the conference finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, because some people will talk about the people who fell by the wayside. So let's do it. Let's do it. Boston Celtics lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Expected, except uh, you know who didn't expect that? Who? Paul Pierce. He sure did not. <laughs> Paul Pierce, you dumb dumb. What? So Paul Pierce, <laughs> it was a uh, was a Celtic, um, and he said after the first game where the Bucks lost, he's like, oh, these these Bucks, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna make it. They're 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 in shambles, and literally everybody was like, "Are are you serious? After one game, you're calling this?" They have the best record in the entire league. Yes, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. What? And then literally everybody in the like in Milwaukee was like, "Have you seen him?" Like the post, there was like a <laughs> missing are, person, are missing person post on Paul Pierce because they won the rest of the game. They won four straight. Four four Boom, straight. Done. Just saying. And then they gave him a pennant. A Milwaukee Bucks pennant and a bobblehead of Giannis. I'm done. I did not know that. that yeah, is funny. and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, yo, Milwaukee fans, I got it wrong." Yeah, blah blah. I yeah, mean, I was wrong. Like, very and wrong. Then, and then he threw it on the ground. <laughs> he was like, oh, "Whatever." <laughs> and then, and then uh, Jalen's like, "I got you, Milwaukee. I'll pick it up." And he picks it up off the ground. He's like, "Next time we go to Milwaukee, like, don't come with us." Yeah, go, go get your own plane, your own car. <laughs> right. So, uh, congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks, who will be facing off in the conference finals against, who it was a tight one, but the Toronto Raptors. That game yesterday, that last shot that Kawhi took, you, know, was, you know what the joke was? Uh, that Drake was there wearing 76ers shorts. <laughs> Because, you know, the Drake curse. Yeah. Any team that Drake roots for mm-hmm. or wears, like, mm-hmm. they lose. <laughs> and humorous. I that humorous. It was humorous. Anyway. <laughs> but Kawhi's last shot that was... tinkered around the rim, that was one of the coolest it things was, I've It just seen. kept on tinkering, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh is, my it God. Go? is it going to go? Is it going to go? It was so funny to watch every other player. Joel Embiid's face watching that. 
just the anticipation and then the letdown. It was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Not because I was like happy that he was sad, but like it was just the such an authentic reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It was the pure reaction of it. Um. But Kawhi. Yeah, good good for him for hitting a game winner. Did you see the post game when he talked about it? No, I did not. What did he what did he not say? <laughs> You're right. It was interesting, but then he covered it up. He goes, you know, I wanted to leave everything out there on the floor and have no regrets because I told myself um, this could be my final shot. Yeah. Of of the season. Of the season. <laughs> of the season. Yeah, I'm glad yes. you said that and not yes. say final shot as a raptor. Right, right, right. Because right, there right. is talks that he is um going he, that he is interested in being um coming back to Toronto. Yeah. So and I could see why yeah. he does very well there. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they've made it to the conference finals uh since Vince Carter, I think. Mm-hmm. And so no, DeMar DeRozan couldn't do this. Nope. And they got a new coach, yep. and like Kyle Lowry doesn't like you, but at least like you they guys play it, well together. Work, yeah. And you got Mark Gasol, mm-hmm. and you know, Abaka can still do some stuff, and you got some other good pieces there too. Yeah. So I mean, and you, you never know with other trades that they could like some young yeah. blood that they could get in that could yeah. help facilitate the North. Things. Is the North real. remembers in the East. That's a Game of Thrones reference, if you didn't know. I surely did not know. So thank you for telling me. The North remembers. I was so worried I wasn't gonna understand that. <laughs> But now I'm okay. So thank you for humoring me. I really do appreciate they, you. They, uh, I'm happy for uh, Kawhi and the, the Raptors. Absolutely. So we'll that's see. the Eastern Conference. So, so the Eastern Philadelphia, Conference Finals is going to be wait, wait, wait. Philadelphia, wait. Milwaukee. Yeah. Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. Toronto and Milwaukee. Yeah. Are, are going, I was just going to stating the who you, gonna... who you got. And how many games? Oh, I wish. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Okay. That's a really. Hmm. Uh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like Toronto has more pieces than the Bucks have. You're probably right. Because the Bucks really, if Giannis is having a bad day, they're not going to do that great. You still got Chris Middleton. I'm not saying that they, do some, they have. They have. A everybody, piece. Everybody forgets about Chris Middleton. I'm not. I'm not forgetting about. They, I'm saying that he has a piece. I'm Cash saying. Money. I'm saying Toronto has All pieces. Star. There's multiple. There's an S in the end of that. So okay. um, I would be happy for either of them to go to the finals mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I would think, you be? I think it would be more fun to watch the Bucks personally. There you go. Okay. Like I would want the Bucks to win. I, I would be happy for Kawhi to make it to the finals. I do. I would be happy for Kawhi. And Drew Carey. Their coach. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like, the other Drew Carey. Yeah. No, oh, who, okay. Who oh, looks like Drew got Carey. It, got it. Got it. Got it. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Um, okay. Okay. So I think I think at the end of the day it might be the Bucks. In how many games? Five. All right. I'm gonna go Milwaukee in six. Okay. You always have. One up me. So let's talk about the Western Conference Finals. Western Conference, we had the Golden State Warriors against the Houston Rockets, and KD went down with an injury. He did. In yeah, Game Five, I will say it looked like an Achilles injury. We all thought it was an Achilles because an Achilles injury, for those of you who don't know, it basically kind of just happens. It doesn't. You don't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have to be like someone need you in the Achilles. It just kind of pops, and you're like, 
Oh, God. Um, and so the way that he walked off the court was similar to the way Kobe walked off the court when Kobe had his injury. I know DeMarcus Cousins was looking at that like, oh, God, no. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody was like, oh, my God. We like, Literally all of social media, all of Twitter was like, oh, my God, it's an Achilles injury. Before anyone could say anything, it was like, oh, my God, Achilles injury, Achilles injury. That would be the end of Kevin Durant as we know it. Yeah. Because, as we know him. Yeah, because an Achilles injury changes you as a player. Even mm-hmm. after rehabilitation, you just become a different player. You cannot put torque like you yeah, used to. Yeah, you just—it's just different. It's hundred percent just different. Um, but he came. He went off, and it was no, known that he had a, a strained calf, a, a calf strain. It just happened to him before. Yeah, so he knows what to do. But he's supposed to be back. They said that he should be back for the finals. They said this is before this is before uh-huh. they officially won. They said he's going to miss at least game one. Yeah. So oh, they did. I did yeah. not know that. Okay. Yeah. So he might be back for game two. Okay. Maybe. Okay. But either way, but you know who doesn't DeMar- need him? Demarcus is coming back though. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins is coming back to play. Um, so maybe that'll provide them some some little oomph. <sighs> it doesn't matter. Cause they have freaking all their all stars. It's like <laughs> who the f cares? You're telling Thanos. <sighs> I'm gonna take two of your Infinity Stones, but I have the rest. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> no, it's just like if 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 three of the Infinity Stones already won 73 games <laughs> without without of two of those stones, <laughs> then you don't really need the other stones. Exactly. So when they asked Steph Curry after Game Six, when they won against Houston, and Steph had 33 points in the second half alone, mm-hmm. zero points in the first half, he just rallied himself up. Sometimes you just have off days. It yeah, and, and Clay did his thing too, and they're like, "Hey, how was it without KD?" And he's like, "You know, KD's been the best player throughout the whole playoffs for the whole league, and uh, we wanted to help him out, and so we felt like." This game was definitely harder without him. Yeah. And I, instead of harder, I wanted to insert the word more interesting. <laughs> yeah, hon- honestly. It was it more was interesting. It was definitely more interesting. Like, I remember seeing Golden State when it was the 73 win Golden State. Right. You got Steph. You got Clay, You got Draymond. You got Andrew Bogut just hanging out in there, throwing some Andre Iguodala when you need to. That's good enough. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah. I was so glad that KD... Wa- I'm glad he's healthy. Yeah, But I was same. happy not to see him win. And for Houston... Right. You now really got to ask yourself, does this work? Because mm. you played game six at home without KD. Yeah. You had a Steph Curry who went zero goose egg in the first half. Yep. You still lost. Yep. A lot of soul searching to do there. I should say, before that... The Philadelphia question, you yeah. sent me a meme of Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell the people what that was? Which meme did I send you? You sent me the one about uselessness. Did I? You did. Are you sure it was me? Yeah, I laughed a lot. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Make sure that I... You sending yep. memes to the, all these people out here? She didn't even know what she sent me. Ah, the shame. Alex, I'm very active on social media. Betrayal. <laughs> no, I'm just you're not, kidding. You're not the only ma- the only man's DMs I go into. Okay. She's so scandalous. All right. What do you? I, what? I literally was hoping to be like, you're such a slut. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, I am. <laughs> um, I would so never. the meme was, no matter how useless you feel, remember that Ben Simmons. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's how much it made me laugh too. I told this to my parents and it got them too. (laughs) Okay. No matter how useless you feel, ladies and gentlemen, and gender non-conforming friends out there, remember that Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers, number 25, 
wears a shooting sleeve every game. <laughs> That's so funny! Because he can't funny. shoot for he shit. He does not shoot a lick. And I, I want him so much to... So, real quick question I wanted to ask you before we left the Philadelphia section. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Do to. Do you think... Yes. Because um, he's getting a lot of flack lately. Yeah. Do you think Philadelphia can succeed with Ben Simmons as their point guard? So, here's... I'm hearing rumors that they're thinking of trading him for LeBron literally you're the first person to literally, ever I, break that news to me because it, it literally broke like who's it, reporting uh, this sidelines hold on I literally just saw it hold on if I can find it that's Le, they're from the same age LeBronathan do, do you know who LeBronathan is LeBronathan James yeah I've heard of him you've heard of him um it was a post about like there are rumors of that happening. Of course, nothing like Woj hasn't dropped anything yet, or any, like I think they're gonna trade him because I think if they, I don't know, I just don't think that he is part of the process. Yeah, but even like the process himself has like he. I mean, Stephen A. Smith went in because the process Joel Embiid, mm-hmm, their their mm-hmm. big man, um, was sick. Like wasn't feeling well, right? And said that he doesn't think he could play like one of the games or whatever, right? Uh, stuff and Stephen A. Smith kind of went in and just like, what is wrong with you? This is the NBA like playoffs, and you know Stephen A. Smith being Stephen A. Smith. Um, so I, I just think there, it's just like a different. I think the attitude of Joel mm-hmm. doesn't help, like the pr- production of what we are needing for Ben Simmons either. I think both of them together is just like not. It's not a good mix. Someone needs to go. Okay. That's right. what I think. That's tricky. I think they should bring in a marriage counselor. I don't know. Joel is kind of Joel reminds me of of Draymond. Right. And just like he just kind of says what he says and he means what he said, like kind of very unapologetically, which I love. Sure. Um, but it's also like it can be problematic to a team. A little thorny. Yeah, it's it's a little like uh, you know, ouch. it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think they have a real question on their hands because how do you trade someone like Ben Simmons? Yeah, I don't know. For the all the stuff he can't do, which is basically shoot. Right. Can't shoot and he can't hit free throws. He does everything else. Yeah. He can do it all. And he's yeah. six like six ten, six eleven at point guard? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He, marketing wise, he's he's you got something to work with. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we'll see what happens with Philadelphia. But with Houston, um, they're going to keep all their pieces. They're not going to move anything unless they I think you can't. So, but something isn't working, and I think I know what isn't working. What is it? It's it, actually it's not a logical thing. What is it? It's it's Harden. He stops the ball. Uh oh. Oh no. He's the offense. He's the offense. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't like my logic doesn't make sense. Like he score. He's a he's, scorer. He's the MVP. He's a mm, he's the scorer. Thirty six points a game. He's the scorer. He'll drop fifty like nothing. But if you don't have a defense that's able to, but he's got a beard. Oh my god. I'm Here's done the thing. With you. They lost their defense with Trevor Ariza and uh, Ba Mute leaving. Yeah. So it's like you definitely were a leg down. Right. In that department, but uh, you can't get rid of him because he's the franchise. Yeah. And then with Chris Paul, you paid him five years, two hundred something million dollars. Right. So, I don't think that they're going to do. 
Um, I don't think they're going to make any major moves with the major players there. They may do some little things with, like, some of the bench players, but nothing. I don't think they're going to do anything. Do you think Mike D'Antoni is the right coach for that team? Do you think he'll continue to coach them? No. Question. Do you think Mike D'Antoni will tweak his offense? In Mike D'Antoni has never way? done that. Will Mike D'Antoni utilize his bigs? That's really my question. Mike D'Antoni, in the history of Mike D'Antoni's coaching right. history, has never right. done that. Never. He has, has had, never done he that. He has had Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. He has had Kobe. Mm-hmm. He has had James Harden and Chris Paul. He has relied on his wings. Mm-hmm. Even when he had Carmelo, Carmelo's a wing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. A big wing, but a, a wing. A big wing, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he. I don't know if he knows what to do with Clint Capella. No, and I think... I think Clint Capello could be someone that they trade, which I think is dumb because he's actually quite, he's quite solid. He's as, pretty dependable. He's de- he does what he is trained to do. Right. I'm just saying. Uh, I worry about a Mike Tony offense. Yeah. But I think he and Daryl Morey mm-hmm. have such a good relationship that I don't the foresee. Owner, the owner of the Houston... Is there the more? manager? Manager. The okay. owner I only saw recently okay. in a clip, but someone in the front office. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a bunch of white guys who seem to get along pretty well. So I don't hey, know. If it ain't broke, I guess. Well, it's not. Sad. Nah. Completely shattered. You know? Um. So let's go to Portland and Denver. Yo. So this game, like the 76ers and Toronto Raptors, went to a game seven. Mm-hmm. I love game sevens because it's like all on the line. It's Two best words in sports. Yeah. Game seven. Mm-hmm. Love it. Into it. Um, for, a, for a hot second, I thought Denver was going to take it. I was like, holy crap. This nobody team. I was going to be so scared. Is going to the East, Western Conference Finals. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But didn't happen. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then it didn't. So and then it okay, didn't. they. Dame uh, you know, hats off to Jokic and uh, Murray. They played a hell of a series. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of good pieces on that Denver team, and they're going to be back and making some problems for people next year. But the scrappiness of a Portland Trailblazer team. Oh, they are so scrappy. Still, to my a beating point. heart. To a point, so now that we know that they, they're going to the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. against the Golden State Warriors, right. I actually think that they have a shot at beating them because of how scrappy they are. Who do you got in that series? Who do I want in That's, that series? Oh, well, Portland. We all want Portland. Who do you got? Who are you putting your money on? You know what? The Avengers won against Thanos. I haven't so. seen it yet. I didn't really give anything away. I was hoping that he would win. You wanted Thanos to win? I mean, whatever. It was just, no one saw it coming. I think, all right, hot take. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. I want and am going to call it Mm -hmm. and say that the Trailblazers will get it in seven. There you go. Good for you. All right, I got Golden State in four. (laughs) <laughs> you piece of crap <laughs> but you know what that kidding. is like it could happen I'm just <laughs> I love no. how you're like this is how it's gonna be by <laughs> okay so no I want to also I'll join your bandwagon cowboy I'll go gold uh, Portland, Portland in seven 
Portland and seven, I think. Trailblazers and seven. And I really say that with my heart, not my head. Hundred percent. My head is like, of course, it's going to be Golden State Warriors. They have all the pieces. Blah. blah. I'm just like, but you know what? Katie's still a maybe. If, like Demarcus, yeah. who knows how he is going to be when he gets back? Like, if I were going with my head, I would probably go Portland. Sorry, I would go Golden State in six. Same. I would do. But the same. I think um, Portland in seven is something that. The history books would talk about forever. I and I would love it. I and Dame would be uh Dame Dollar doing work very well. Super <sighs> proud of him. Just really want him to play well. I want CJ to uh, kill so, it. I yeah. love that team. So that's what it is. That's what it shakes down to in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Should we talk about a team that's not in the playoffs? Sure. Let's talk about those Los Angeles Lackers. They are a hot ass mess. Miss. That coaching situation in LA has been a problem for weeks and so since they fired Luke Walton Mm. Luke has gotten a five-year contract from the Sacramento Kings yes uh Monty Williams their number one coaching prospect they wanted took a five-year contract with the league worst league worst yes say it again sir (laughs) shithole uh Phoenix Suns one would say shithole state, but no, don't say that. That's not really nice. I yeah, it's not know, Arizona. I used to live in Arizona, it's and a it's a beautiful state. Actually, it's a beautiful state, but it's very. I was just trying nuts. to think of like when you said shithole, I thought of forty-five. That's why I said. You know, oh yeah, you know, well, he's the shithole countries. You know, the African shithole countries. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There's so many. I There's just so forgot many things. What things that, <laughs> I still think about Scaramucci, and I laugh. <laughs> I still have so much fun with that. But so this um. They really just haven't had any people bite at this, but Tyron Lue said, "Okay, I'll." I'll and he this was a serious contender. He like went mm-hmm. in, interviewed. He said, "This is my dream job," and they said, "Great, we'll give you a three-year contract, which coincides with LeBron's contract, and we're gonna pick some of your coaching staff, and Jason Kidd's gonna be your assistant." And he said, "Nah, I know what you're doing because I was Jason Kidd and Cat Ka- and the Cavaliers." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I was the assistant coach when mm-hmm. the coach wasn't working, they picked me to be the head coach. Said, you're not going to David Blatt my ass. No. Nope. I know better. And so he turned down the offer, but then they called Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been Very coaching. Very credible. Very credible. Coached 10 years. With that Pacers team, he was incredible mm-hmm. in Indiana. And with Orlando. He's conference finals twice, right? I believe twice. He went to the playoffs five times. He The two times he went to the... Eastern Conference, it was against LeBron James' Cavs, so he took him down. Yeah. But really good coach, except in Orlando, but that was a management thing. There was yeah. a lot of stuff happening in that organization, so he's had a lot of experience. He's going to come in, and Jason Kidd's going to be his assistant coach. on a. Th- they're on a three-year contract. Yep. So, like, $2 million each year? $4 million each year. I forgot. I don't what. know. It's, some, it's, not, it's not huge. Do but... you want to coach LeBron James? I ask you. I mean, there's memes, you know, Ty Lue, Vogel, what it could be anybody. At the end of the day, it's my team. It was like it's like, yeah, you know, LeBron in a do rag with a cigarette, like, yeah, nah, like, yeah, whatever. Can you imagine? It's LeBron's team. LeBron's the coach. Yeah, I would never want to coach LeBron. That would be so hard um, to work with a guy whose legacy is so. That yeah, he's always had control of basketball play right from AAU 
as a kid. Right. To, he's never had a coach who really commanded it. Like maybe if he had played for Pat Riley for mm-hmm. a minute, that would have been some kind of situation. But he left Miami because of Pat Riley. Right. I think LeBron's always been used to having a, a I say this lovingly, mm-hmm. a diva experience. He's always been prima donna. Yeah, he's the class A. You know, dead or alive, this is the guy. So he's always had it his way. I don't know what Frank Vogel's gonna do to rally. Because everybody knows you were not the first pick. Yeah. L.A. is no longer the coveted position right. that it used to be. Right. And so now, here, fix this. Yeah. We got an aging superstar who is going to go on the Mount Rushmore. And we got all these knuckleheads with Lonzo's just trying to figure out how to shoot threes. <laughs> or and, just shoot. You know? Yeah. And Kuzma's dependable, but he's still inexperienced, right, right in, in clutch moments. So what do we do with this? And they and oh by the way he tried to trade all of our asses last year yeah. to get Anthony Davis right. who we know he really wants to play with right. They need a marriage counselor. Yeah, I mean, I thought Philly did shoot. I don't know. It's gonna be. I mean, I always say this offseason is gonna be interesting. There are talks that Kyrie has seriously considered and figured out, or like has talked to people, being like, I want to go to the Lakers. Because he knows he can't he, win without LeBron. I don't, I don't think those words ever came out of his mouth. According to sources, how credible have, these sources are, I have heard are that unclear to me. Kyrie has considered. He's first of all, after this Celtics loss, he's not coming back to Boston. Oh no, absolutely not. Not coming. It's a demoralizing so loss. He will either go to New York, or I heard that's her next. You know, I heard. That here, uh, <laughs> the whole world wants him and KD to play in New York. In next, at the uh, as a Nick. Yeah, and a lot of people, including myself, want him to go play in LA with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Think he's going to do that, and I don't think he's going to do the Knicks. The Nets would not surprise me, mm-hmm. because Kyrie's mind does not work like. Anybody else's. So I think it defies all logic. I really think he would do something that people wouldn't expect and say, if you all want me to do something, I'm going to go. I really thought what if he goes to play for the Suns, like to play for Monty Williams and play for that cast of crew. I don't know. But if he went to the Nets, he could have more control. More, And that's a good Eastern Conference team. Mm -hmm. Like, why go play? in the West for anyone. Yeah. And why go play for the Knicks? And they Knicks? did well in the first round. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah. They were scrappy in the first yeah. round. They and just you, couldn't fo- follow through. You can go play with the Knicks, but you're playing for James Dolan. And you know you don't want to play for James Dolan. And I honestly James don't Dolan think... James Dolan is a character. I think his morals as a person would... I think Kyrie would not jive with Dolan just playing for him. Mm-hmm. But he did play for Griffin, so I mean, maybe that's not yeah, so bad for him. But he also has... Um, to think about the money part of this, because if you play with the Nets, I don't think they have enough money to get another superstar. Mm. If you play with the Knicks, you can get KD the on the books. Yeah, you can get Kawhi on the books. You could do some of these moves. Kawhi's not going to play at the New York, but mm. um, no, I don't know. But I would love to see Kyrie play with LeBron. It's just not going to happen again. Um, so I would like to see him play wherever he's comfortable. If I see him in the Knicks with Kevin Durant, I'm going to feel uneasy about it and for the reasons that a lot of people are talking about 
neither one of them enjoy the media. No. You can put both of them on a New York Knicks of all, team. Of all places, New York Knicks. I and mean, you as the stars, and like cause the New York Knicks have been struggle busing. Right. So you're going to be responsible for reviving yeah. a moribund, <laughs> delinquent franchise. And now it's all on your shoulders and all the criticism of New York City media is going to say, like, how come you didn't win this game? How right. come you didn't win that game? How come... Being second guessed all the time. Go play. Not fun. I, I mean, this is not Indiana. Nope. This is not something, you know. I mean, Kevin Durant's Oklahoma City experience was like night and day what he would be getting in New York City media. Oh, yeah. So I don't see how they could survive psychologically in this environment. But I could see Kyrie by himself saying, if Kyrie can put to the side the fact of championship chasing, because he already has one. Yeah. I don't know what he's playing for anymore. Yeah. I actually don't know what Kyrie plays for. If Kyrie already has it set in his mind that he's going to retire at 35 and championships don't matter to him, he has nothing to prove. Yeah. Then I don't see why you don't go play for the Brooklyn Nets. Or some other team, pick Miami Heat, whoever, whoever's got money for you, right? just to finish out your career playing strong basketball, put on a show every night. Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes sense to me. Kevin Durant will probably go to the Knicks. I don't see yeah. why he wouldn't. I don't I mean, see why he wouldn't. Yeah. Again, this, this is all speculation. It all, you never know. You just never know. Well, this offseason is going to be... We don't know where Clay's going to go. I don't know if this is going to be the most interesting offseason. It's just going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Which one, was the most, which one was the most interesting? Um, this past offseason was interesting. Not the most interesting, but I like enjoyed it. When LeBron went to Miami, that was... That, that like shook things up. I kind of think the one the year before... That? Well, you when LeBron went to LA. What about? I think you said Miami. He went to Miami. Yeah, I was like, I said that was interesting, but Uh I think the year that he went to LA, which was last season. Yeah, last off season. I thought I heard you say Miami. No, in my head, I might have. I said said Miami. Miami I said Miami. Like that was interesting. Oh yeah. But I said last season was the most interesting. I think because LeBron went to Miami. Um, I mean, Kawhi went to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> to the Raptors. Okay. Two years ago when he was in Cleveland, but they got all those... Uh, what you, what's that movie with Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Snipes? The Expendables? Oh, yeah, yeah. When LeBron put together the Expendables for Cleveland, oh. <laughs> that was probably my favorite offseason. Because <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're going to play with Derrick Rose? That's what's up. And Andy Wade? Uh, and Dwayne Wade. Oh, cool. And then, oh, who else did he bring in? He brought in some other people. Crawford? No, 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 not Crawford. There was someone. There was a trio of guys they brought in that was unexpected. <laughs> and you're like, how did you get? They even tried to bring in Andrew Bogut. Oh, that's right, they a, did. <laughs> broke his leg right in the like six seconds into the game. It's oh, like poor thing. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's back now playing with the Warriors again. But like, they tried everything and they were terrible. That was one of my favorite off seasons. I could, I could see that being your fave. But we'll see if um, with Kawhi and Katie and Kyrie, Clay, Clay, Chloe, Kim, 
Hype. Kylie. Kendall. Kendall. That's all Courtney. Yeah. Well, that's all the K's, isn't it? Right. All right, we got ourselves a deep bench. (laughs) (laughs) They. they, I hate (laughs) Alex. What was that? With these guys moving around the league to other locations, it could be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interessante. Well, that's all that we have for the dribbling section. All right. Should we uh, continue on? Dope. All right, let's do it. All right, folks, it is time for our third and final segment. It is our Dope Person of the Week. Um, And this is where we highlight someone or some people who've done some dope things and we wanted to be like, kudos, you're dope. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty pretty direct of what, what this section is. Yeah, I hope they appreciate it. <laughs> Me too. So I think I'm the first one to go up this week. And so this week, my dope people, there's multiple of them, is Andrew Rowan, Zoe Tashaw, and Thomas Bullock. Do you know who these people are? No. You always just pick multiple people. And I'm just <laughs> it's like... Actually, it's actually been a thing, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> I care. I don't I'm mean, just razzing you. I don't mean to. No, but I think it's very deserving How? because um, Thomas, Ro- uh, Thomas Bullock is a photographer, Does and his photography is quite wonderful, from uh, British Columbia in, in, in Canada. That's Canada. In for Canada. For people who... Thought that was in the British Isles. Yes. Just it is confusing. It is Vancouver, British Columbia specifically, right. is where I believe uh, they are based. Um, and so, um, actually, no, this this specifically happened in Vancouver. I think they're based in Maui. To, to, uh, they're they're a traveling photographer. Doesn't matter. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> they're and nomadic. Doesn't matter. So Thomas Book took pictures of this lovely couple, Andrew Rowan and Zoe Tashaw, and. In taking their engagement, this is an engagement photo shoot. Okay. All right. So engagement photos must be. They're getting married. They're getting married. They're in love. Um, Zoe is beautiful. Andrew's handsome. Super cool. But they kind of changed it up and decided, you know what we're gonna do in this couple photo shoot? We're gonna recreate iconic basketball moments. And when I say iconic. Uh, this is also on the Bleacher Report. You can look at it on Bleacher Reports. Um, so if you see this picture, what's the what's what do you see? I see LeBron James dunking and Dwayne Wade just like, you know. That iconic picture of like them doing that, they right? They recreated that shot. They recreated that shot. I, you're going to test how many of these are. Oh, okay. And then you just showed me the okay. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So now there's another one uh-huh. that they did. Oh, this one's harder. This one is harder. He's yelling. She's, She's yelling and screaming. Like, her tongue's out, her though, tongue a little bit. Out. Yeah. I don't got it. I don't okay. got it. It is. I remember that James Harden. <laughs> James, it was James Harden, Harden and KD like when they mess. were in OKC. That's funny. And this one, you have to get this. Uh, oh, the disrespect. <laughs> you have to get this. What that's, is this one? That's Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue in the 2002 playoffs? 2001. Yeah. One of the playoffs. Yeah. But yes, it is exactly that. God. So they created this like as like a fun like, oh, where's the engagement shoe? We're, we're, you know, we like basketball, so we're going to do this. Um, so they're just my dope people for making like sometimes what often gets to be like really stressful engagement shoots to something that's super fun. So uh, kudos to them. That. Andrew and Zoe, congratulations. Wishing you many blessings in your next 
chapter of your relationship and uh thomas bullock man good job on those on on the snaps that was good so yeah that's cool, that, those man. Are, those are my dope people. I just I'm thought it was it. fun and lighthearted, you know? I'm into it. I feel it. like we get get real serious. I'm like, no, I'm going to do something fun. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. I don't have anything it's not super serious, but mine seems boring and by contrast. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about an NBA league executive. Oh, yes. Tell me. So remember how I highlighted... Uh, I'll tell you because I don't even remember. Mark A. Uh, Tatum. In the league, yeah, you, you don't remember. He's the remember. VP. He's the deputy commissioner and chief operating officer. Oh, I So I'm know going that. through the executive branch of the of the NBA. of the NBA, looking at their leadership. Mm-hmm. And so we've already talked to Adam Silver. You know who Adam Silver is, the commissioner. We get it. I do. Mark A. Tatum does a lot of marketing, operational stuff, does the branding, that sort of thing. Right. Next tier. Oh, there's a lot of people, but for this episode, I'm just going to go to Sharif Abdurrahim. Okay. Remember that him? That sounds like a brown name. Uh, he's a very brown man. Have you, you remember him? I don't. Former player. Sharif? I'll tell you about it right now. Tell me, sir. So, uh, as president, he is the president of the NBA G League. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. the Development League, D League, rebranded as the Gatorade League. Absolutely. G League for short. Abdur Rahim is the president of the G League and is responsible for all aspects of the NBA G League's business and basketball operations, including, but not limited to, the implementation of the newly formed professional path, ongoing testing of experimental rules, and league-wide expansion efforts. Meaning, expanding the G League, getting more NBA branding out there, but also... We got some rules we're not sure about. Can we test it on you guys before yeah. we put it in the Before big we, leagues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does some of that. Abdur Rahim began working in the NBA in two th- for the NBA League office in 2016, spending two seasons in the league's basketball operations department. Prior to joining the league office, Abdur Rahim spent five years with the Sacramento Kings as the assistant general manager and assistant coach. I remember that period. He also served as the general manager, manager for the NBA League Reno Bighorns, now known as the Stockton Kings, during the 2013-14 season. As a player, he was a bad mamma jamma. Mm. Abdur Rahim averaged 18.1 points per game in 12 NBA seasons. He played, speaking of Vancouver, for the Vancouver Grizzlies. He was one of those guys. Uh, The third overall pick in the 1996 draft, he was named to the NBA All-Star team Mm -hmm. with the Atlanta Hawks in 2001 and 2002 season. Abdur Rahim also earned a gold medal with the USA basketball team at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Oh. See, people will be forgetting how good this guy is, a Muslim brother. Yeah, Give it up say. for him. Abdur Rahim earned his bachelor's degree from the University of California at Berkeley. Smart. Nice. Smart. And an MBA from the University of Southern California Marshall School of Business. Sounds like he's kind of smart. Crushing it. <laughs> he resides in New Jersey with his wife, Delicia, son, Jabri, Jabri, and daughter, you're not gonna say it Samia 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 Um, and that's Sharif Abdur Rahim president of NBA League G League that's dope yep I'm into it I love it shout out very very cool what a fun cast man we talked about a lot of things that we weren't planning on talking about which I'm appreciative of well I guess is the end of our cast. So as always, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Dablin Dribblin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And make sure you slide into our DMs and mm-hmm. like us and uh, subscribe yeah. wherever you listen to podcasts. Because, you know, 
We, we like to it. know that people like us. Yeah, it's, it's important. It's nice to be liked. It's nice to be liked and to be affirmed. <laughs> yeah. But tell us we're pretty. <laughs> We'd appreciate that. We would appreciate that. <laughs> it does mean does mean a lot to us. <laughs> oh, tell us we're pretty. Thanks. All right, folks. Uh, anything you want to say before we end off? No, I love our fans. All right, me too. All right, folks, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.